Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. Mississippi State and Ole Miss getting set on this series between these two schools that dates back to 1900. And one, and since the year 1915, with the exception of World War II years, these teams have met on an annual basis. Derek Pagis, Derek Pagis, in the open field, he will take it through the end zone. Touchdown, Bulldogs! Oh, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! It's a foot race, and Walton is going to go all the way. That's running room toward the goal line, and the corner scores. Rapid in maroon and white. This ball game is officially in the record book. Picked off by Ole Miss. Down the sidelines goes Bridges. He's taking it to the house. Touchdown, Rebel! Just like that, we welcome you to Egg Bowl Week on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV, of course, on your Supertalk Mississippi radio stations all across the great state of Mississippi. Thanks for being with us on uh, what appears to be a nicer day than we are going to have on Thursday when Mississippi State and Ole Miss meet in Oxford at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium at 6 o'clock on Thanksgiving night. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky, and you. Thanks for being with us. We're in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. For more information about Golden Moon or the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club or the sports book, log on to PearlRiverResort.com. You know we want to hear from you. You can join us on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. That is the number for you to be involved this afternoon. So don't be afraid to jump in, and we'll do our best to get to your messages. What a weekend we have. Uh, another weekend that, as seemingly is always the case, when the slate looks light going in, you get drama. And we got plenty of drama. We didn't get chaos, we but we so got close. a lot of drama. We were so close we were to close chaos. To absolute chaos. And uh, and yet it did not deliver. Boys, good Monday afternoon. We're broadcasting live today from uh, the, the kickoff of Holly Jolly Holidays in Oxford. So we are at the Oxford City Pavilion which is at the corner of University Avenue and Bramlett Boulevard, directly across, kind of diagonally across the street from Cheney's Pharmacy uh, and across the street from Walk-Ons. And uh, they just opened the ice skating rink. Like, it opened seven minutes ago, 
And I'd say pretty good turnout on opening day. Before anybody asks, before anybody says anything. The answer is no. Before anybody comes on the text line and says, is he? He is not. He is not going to get on the ice. What would it take to try, get you to try? Money. How much? A lot. How much? 500. Five? Oh, no. I don't care about seeing I don't know. you on the ice. How, how much is, are you going to take care of my family after the traumatic brain injury I'm going to suffer? Have you ever ice skated Never. in your life? Never. Have you ever wanted to? No. Michael Borky, have you ice skated before? Yeah, I played hockey growing up. Did you really? Oh, yeah. I, I played we everything. We something um, today. I had no I, idea. How is it that I am today days old when I learned that you played hockey? Yeah, I started probably in fifth grade and, and stopped after eighth grade. The uh, The youth program ended at eighth grade, so I, I stopped after that. There was nowhere else to play. Were you any good? I, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Did you ever score a goal? Oh yeah, I mean, I, or were you a defenseman? Well, I was, but defensemen score in hockey too. Yeah, okay. Did you ever check somebody into the boards? I got kicked out of a game actually because yeah, yes. we're talking. In, in the Fight. Youth, this in, is what we need for Egg Bowl week. This is the kind of fire we need in the uh, in the youth league. You're you're not allowed to check. I mean, they don't want kids hitting each other. And I, I checked a guy into the boards and got kicked out of a game. Yeah. Uh, it's because what you had seen on television, right? I mean, it's like yes, the kid exactly. that spikes the ball in the end zone. You can't do that I mean, in flag football. Th- th- but guess what? The, You'd seen it. Yeah, he lost the puck between his skates, and he was just right, just right there waiting for somebody to lay him out. And I did, and I got kicked out of the game, and a high five for my coach. So, all right. So, so cliches exist in all of sports, right? And so, one of the cliches you get in basketball is, you know, if you're going to foul somebody, get your money's worth. Did you get your money's worth oh, yeah. on the check into the boards? Oh yeah. I, well, I, I feel bad laughing about it. The kid ended up being okay, but they like he didn't play the rest of the game. Like I hurt him, pretty bad. <laughs> this is this has made Brian Haydad so happy right and, out and of the if, gate. If this kid, if you're listening, kid, you deserved it. Borky gave you what you had coming. Yeah, it's uh, it's beautiful. So if you put now uh, now hockey skates and recreational ice skating skates are not the same thing. Right. If you, if you strapped on some uh, Holly Jolly Holidays ice skates, you think you could still go? Probably. It is a different feel, but yeah, I could still do it. Okay. Were you good at stopping? See, that's the thing. I watch the hockey players. They're going so fast, and they stop on a dime. It's a lot of fun, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it, okay. it, it's it's not that hard once you get used to it, but that's the funnest part about hockey is changing directions, at least to me. We, uh, we do have a lot coming up this afternoon and uh, really all week long. We're excited about it. David Kellum has just uh, pulled up into the parking lot, and he's going to join us in a few minutes. David Kellum, of course, uh, of course the voice of the Rebels. We, we might talk briefly about the, uh, the game from Saturday night in Fayetteville, Ole Miss going down in pretty convincing fashion to the Arkansas Razorbacks and uh, a disappointing loss there. Uh, But we'll also talk uh, Egg Bowl memories and all kinds of stuff with DK coming up in just a few minutes. Desenzo Miller, former Mississippi State Bulldog, will join us in the 4 o'clock hour. In the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to have some fun with a couple of guys that grew up together, grew up playing high school football against each other, even though they were friends, carried that friendship to college and played college football against each other, and have somehow managed to still be friends all these years later. John Darnell, former quarterback at Ole Miss, and uh, Bo Elliott, former defensive back at Mississippi State. Russell. I'm reading directly off of Michael Borky's 
text message well, because I'm up. reading directly off of your text message. Bo Russell is, yeah, well, maybe there was one too many things going. Bo Russell, <laughs> who uh, you're thinking of Robert Elliott, lives in Deuce. Tupelo and Oxford. Yeah, uh, is going to join us. Um, he got some great pictures that he he sent me. Yeah. Also, yeah, defensive back wearing a double face bar face mask. It was a different time back then. Yeah, he did. He didn't have a problem going over the middle. Little cowboy collar action. Yeah. Folded the jersey up uh, under the pad. You remember J.J. Stokes when he was at yeah. UCLA? Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not saying that Bo's abs look quite like J.J. Stokes did. Maybe they do. Uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not knocking him, uh, but we'll join, uh, be joined by them. And then uh, Nick Fitzgerald yeah. going to be with us in the 5 o'clock hour as well. Uh, very appropriate that we talk to him while we're in Oxford. Yeah. He had some good memories here. He did, didn't he? He did. He, he ran kind of wild. He's in, still in running in some, in some instances. Yeah. Uh, so all of that is coming up. I know that this is, Brian Hay, is this your favorite week of the year? It is my favorite and my least favorite week at the same time. Okay. F- feel free to explain. A lot of good stuff happening, right? Love the game. Love the, 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 the passion. But from the fan perspective, you know, I just dread it up until it, it happens. Yeah. And then once the game's over, you're either relieved or you just go, okay, you know, we're going to have to deal with this for another year. Yeah, uh, and then of course it's also Thanksgiving, which is my favorite. Yeah, but holiday. you ought to be used to that now. You've been dealing with it for a while. Uh, the only thing I've had to deal with longer is you, Cross, and it, yeah. it just continues to, to fester. I mean, when you know, six of the last ten years have been you wallowing in misery. Is that right? Yeah, no, that's not good. Six out of the last ten, and I don't, I don't think that's two right. in a row trending toward three. But what does Vegas know, right? I don't know that that's correct. I got to think about that. Oh yeah, yeah. You just don't want it to be correct. I don't want it to be correct. I, that's that's definitely true. So, Michael Borky, you you watched, uh, you you've kind of run the gamut on your perspective of this game, right? So, watched it from afar with some level of interest as probably a junior high and high school kid that grew up in South Carolina, where there is a a similar rivalry uh, mm-hmm. that Clemson and South Carolina have. I thought you were going to say Furman and the Citadel. Uh, well, okay, so multiple similar rivalries. Well, we used to be Appalachian State's biggest rival, but they got too big for us. So, uh. Yeah. Uh, and then you come to school here, and you, uh, you you consume it as a as a student, and then you get out of school, and you have consumed it as a media person and a sports talk radio person. And I, I, we know we know you don't love it on Thanksgiving night, but that's when yeah. it is, so we'll deal with it. Um, so kind of kind of walk me through your growth into this rivalry over the last, what, 12 years, 15 years almost? Yeah, there's a, it's interesting because at first it kind of felt like it was a sideshow where if you look at it historically, and it's true, neither program has a, a great distant history of being very successful outside of this game, and that's why this game mattered so much. Now it's changed a little bit. Yes, this game still matters because it's who they're playing, but it feels like there are actually like other things at stake besides in-state bragging rights in a three-win season. I mean, you've got a chance for Ole Miss to win nine games in a rebuilding year, for Mississippi State eight with one of the most difficult schedules in college football. It's not a sideshow this year. At least I don't think it is. Shout out Lane Kiffin and Auburn for kind of making it one. But the football is quality instead of just, well, that's the Egg Bowl and they hate each other. There's actually some good players and compelling stories in the football game aside from the rivalry, so I'm excited about it. And for all of the years where we've had 
all the extra stuff the last couple of years have been largely without extra stuff. It's just been football the last couple of years with Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach as the coaches of these two teams. David Kellum will sit down and join us next. All guests in the Farm Bureau stu- or on the Farm Bureau guest line. We'll be right- Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. Guest number one of the week, and we got a bunch that are happening over the course of the next three days, is the one and only David Kellum. He joins us on the Farm Bureau guest line, or normally he would. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. He's actually with us right here in person. If you're watching on Super Talk TV, you can see DK fresh back from a trip to Arkansas that he probably would rather not talk about. Oh, man. We, we just don't play well in favor. I don't get it. It's been tough. Let's, let's, let's get that out of the way. So, okay. uh, what a weird game, right? Mm. You, you roll up over 700 yards of total offense, over, what, 475 yards on the ground. Two 200-yard rushers. Two 200-yard <laughs> rushers in the game. <laughs> and you lose the game. It, was, it, it, was it really wasn't close. I mean, I know it's a 15-point mm. game, it, it, but you're down 42-6 to six after three plays in well, the third and, you quarter. Well, in the fourth quarter, you just made it look better. Yeah. You, you had three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. It was crazy. Defensively, I thought we really played poorly. Um, you know, and Arkansas just did well, and K.J. was great. I, the personal open date for K.J., I think, paid off for yeah. him. He was on target, looked healthier than he's looked in several games. I, I try to watch everybody's games throughout the year, fast-forward through them, and, and you could tell the, the – the last time up for him, he was kind of struggling, missing guys, and I think that the, the game off helped him a lot for sure. He was great. Yeah, played against Liberty, but looked bad doing so. Right. Like he was laboring right. and couldn't push the ball down the field. The touch was incredible. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, it, it factors into the game, and I, I don't want to talk about officials, but. Oh, go ahead. What the heck? Yeah. Don't get fined now. Having two touchdowns wiped off the board, one of them probably legitimate, one of them. Probably not. Right. That changes the flow of the game. And and that's not to say that Arkansas might not have won big regardless. Correct. But you feel completely different if it's a a field goal game or a one-score game as opposed to being down three or four. Well, you add those 14 points later and and look at the the deal. But, yeah, I I agree. I think one, uh, you had to call it. The other one, you shouldn't have called it. But, you know, I'm looking through red and blue glasses, too, pretty regularly. (laughs) And then the interference call. What are you laughing about down there, hey, Dad? Nothing, nothing. I thought the officials did a fine job. He looks through maroon glasses. I mean, I tell you, you know, you say it, Richard, all the time. They're just human. They're doing the best (laughs) they can. (laughs) And the interference call, that one. That was they pushed him twice, and then his teammates go and congratulate him for interfering and getting the 15-yard penalty, and they still pick it up. They, they throw I the – so, so I, I don't understand that piece, right? So <laughs> you throw a flag for what you see happen, and then you have a conversation with one of your buddies in a striped shirt, and you're like, you know what? I didn't actually see that. that is, I, yeah. It was just a figment of my imagination. <laughs> that is my all-time gripe against officials. If you threw a flag, you obviously saw something. Right. Stick right. with that. I'd rather have that happen than, than the whole – Oh, there is no foul. There was obviously something. You threw a flag. Yeah. Well, and then the week before, we had a terrible missed face mask that was Ugh. just as obvious. I'll get it. I, I've, I, I didn't really want to go to this point, but I'm, I'm kind of to the point that if the if the replay guys see something in the booth that's outside the box of what they get yeah. to, to, you know, buzz down and say, hey, dude, you missed a face mask. We, we talked about this it last may take day. forever to play a game. We talked about this last week. I mean, you know these are bad calls when I'm like, man, Ole Miss is getting screwed. <laughs> I, I, I had someone. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to identify them. 
because I, I tweeted something out during the game about the officiating. Yes, you and, did. And uh, someone that is closely tied to Mississippi State sent me a message that said, I agree with you, you're getting hosed, but I'm clearly not replying to your tweet because I would get killed by our fans. Well, you know, there was a, you, That's fair. We love the rivalry, but a few weeks ago I was listening to the state broadcast and they were going off about, uh, you know, a, a roughing the quarterback cough at the game. The Georgia game. Georgia game. Yeah. And so I didn't see it, and I thought, man, they may be overreacting. Of course, you know, people think we do too. So I went back and I watched the game, <laughs> and I saw that call, and I said, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. It, you know, but I didn't tweet about it either. <laughs> <laughs> not not in support there. Uh, all right, David, so let me ask you this. Ole Miss played well defensively against Alabama the week before. Right. And then did not play well this week. Tackling, position, three-man defensive line, wh- whatever the reason. What do you think the difference was, and is it correctable? Can Ole Miss come out on Thursday night against Mississippi State and play defensively? like they did against Alabama and like they have at other times this season, or is it more like what you saw on, on Saturday Night in Family? You know, I think primarily a bunch of missed tackles against Arkansas. Now, you can give K.J. credit. He's hard to bring down. they got a great running back that's hard to bring down. So I don't want to just write off the opponent because Arkansas is just a handful of plays of being even better than they've, they've been this year. But I do believe that it can be corrected because we just missed a ton of tackles. We had guys stop behind the line and they break free. And so, you know, get back to being physical and, 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 and that would be good. I still believe in our linebackers, our, our defensive back feels really strong. We needed to get more pressure on KJ and didn't. So whatever, if that's a schematic thing or, or doing something differently, you know, whatever the case may be. The problem with Mississippi State is Will's playing awesome, and you just don't have much time to get to him. I mean, the, the ball's out of there in a hurry. Uh, you know, I thought Lane staff did a good job with handling that offense a year ago, but we'll see uh, if you can can deal with him. Uh, Will Rogers has steadily gotten better and better. He's very comfortable in that offense, and the pressure piece is going to be very difficult. Yeah. You know, I've really been excited about working with you guys on Thursday night. I hadn't been with you all week, but uh, I think I'm just going to tell John Dar- Darnell he can handle it when, when I see him. Uh, <laughs> you have see you the seen weather? the forecast? Yeah. <laughs> John would say, hey. Like, I'm sorry, Richard. I'm, said, I'm busy. Are you sure Richard doesn't want to do the Arkansas game? It's like 22 <laughs> yeah. down here. I, I talked to him last <laughs> week, and he was like, hey, are you are you calling to uh, let me know that you're going to be able to go to Fayette? Like, nah. Um, no, really looking forward to it. and I, I, So, Weather. I mean, we've had all kinds of weather in this game, right? You go back to 92. Uh, yeah. I know you love the 92 game, hey, Dad. That's the last one I missed. Is it really? Yeah. I don't remember the 92 game. We must have lost that one. No, that, no, was, no. that, was, that, was, 12, that was the stand. In oh, the stand was 92. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, spitting snow that day and freezing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we've had a few along the way where it's, you know, sunny and spectacular. And we've had a few that have been pretty rainy and pretty cold, and that may be what we're dealing with. What effect does that have? No, I think it has an effect. I mean, coaches like to do coach speak, and players say, it doesn't matter, we'll play in anything. But, you know, if you've played the game, you know that if it's wet. I mean, I remember way back in high school, we played Senatobia in Senatobia one night, and it's raining like son of a gun. Our coach still trying to throw the ball. None of us could catch it. I mean, because it was soaking wet. Like, hey, we need to run the ball here. And so there's there's some degree of, of that. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's for both teams. It's a team that handles it the best. We've had some egg bowls that have been just kind of rough weather-wise, and there's a potential this one. I'm hoping to get out during the day and we'll be okay by that yeah. by that night. Um, hey, Dad, you've been saying for a couple of weeks that you're keeping an eye on that forecast because you don't think 
rain is great for Mississippi State. I mean, I just don't – I think Mississippi State's going to stick to what they've been doing these past few weeks and throwing it 45, 50 times and not running the ball very much. And, yeah, if that's the case, the, the rain is going to affect that. There's just no – there's no getting around that if you're Mississippi State. Hey, yeah, got, there's a lot of short routes, though. Yeah. And so that – you know, it's not like it's a, a deep ball offense on a regular basis. Right. But it will be interesting to see if, if uh, we do get the weather and, and who would it affect, you know. And uh, the other side of the coin is nobody's really done it to this point. But Mississippi State knows they got to try to slow the run, stop the run, stop the run, force us into passing, then we've got issues too. Good luck stopping that running attack. It's been incredible. It really has been. When you, when you think about uh, two guys, and Evans has missed a couple of games. You think about two guys that have been so effective in that. And everybody thinks of Lane Kiffin as a pass-happy yeah. type. Coordinator and it, all about the analytics and and he's still about analytics. But you know what the analytics are telling him right now? Run the ball. Hand it to Q Judd. <laughs> and so we've been very successful in the running game. David, is it weird for you to watch State and Ole Miss State throwing the ball this much and Ole Miss running the ball? This yeah, much? because so it's in my career, yeah. it's really been different. Yeah. You know, it was Mississippi State pounding it, ball control, uh, running the clock, being successful with that in the past too. But it it is a little bit different. But we got two coaches that are are different too in our state. I mean. You're looking at Leach and Kiffin. I, that was I, well I said. Still, yeah, my, I mean, Mike Leach and Blake yeah, are definitely a little bit I mean, bit you different. still go back to when they both were hired, and we all in the state of Mississippi went, wow, that's kind of different. And it's still sort of different, but they're two you know, journeymen that have had a lot of success in years past, and they do things uh, different ways, and uh, we'll see them go after each other again. So a 1,000-yard rushing season has been hard to do yeah. in Ole Miss football history. Just haven't had very many of them. Uh, Quinshawn Judkins has set the career rushing record for a single season. Did that on Saturday night. We, we realize that Zach Evans is 101 yards away from, from doing the same yards thing. on the season. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. And he missed two games. I mean, you know, it is, it is absolutely crazy. And you think about K.O. Dotley has held the record for years, the late K.O. Dotley, who, by the way, is one of the finest Great gentlemen man. that you yeah. could ever talk to. But he, since 49, I think. 49. You know, that's crazy. And and, Q, and a lot of people would say, well, he played fewer games. Not yet. I mean, Q. Chud is sitting on 11 games, you know, to break that record. But it is, it's amazing. And you think about the success in the portal and then the success on the high school level that Lane had this past year and you got two guys that can really can really go. And real yeah. quick, if if Quinchon Jenkins has a normal game for himself uh, Thursday night and then the bowl game and then comes back to Ole Miss next year and, and just repeats what he does this year. Mm-hmm. He'll break Dudes McAllister's career rushing record in two seasons. In two in seasons. Two years. And that's a, that's a great. I mean, that's Dudes McAllister. Yeah, about. this is a guy that how many went to the Saints. Phenomenal. And you know who's pulling for him more than anybody else Deuce is Deuce. Yeah. yeah, Deuce is Deuce is pulling for him to get it done. We'll talk some Egg Bowl memories with David Kellum when we come back and continue with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, broadcasting live from Holly Jolly Holidays. We're at the Oxford City Pavilion, directly across the street from Walk-Ons. They've got the ice rink up. It has been open for half an hour, and there are like 100 kids on it. And uh, I would say if, if opening day is any indication, it's going to be a hit. They're glad for it not to be 70 degrees this year. The ice isn't and, melting. And if you bring 500 bucks by here, Hey Dad will skate. $500, and Hey Dad will get on ice skates as well. <laughs> Sports Talk Mississippi, more coming up with you right after this. It's time for more Sports Talk Mississippi. Finally. Finally. On Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. 
the ice rink as part of Holly Jolly Holidays in Oxford, and uh, I think they got the word out. I mean, people just are pouring in. This yeah. is amazing. They heard we were here, too. Yeah. Their DK was yeah, here. Sports Talk Mississippi. They've been high-fiving hey as they go by. They don't realize how bulldogish she is. It's <laughs> getting it all over. That's right. That's pre- presented today by Visit Oxford. Do you ice skate? No, I have. I don't think I've ever ice skated. My really? girls have. Mary probably has, but um, I haven't ice skated. So, cost, uh, hey, Dad, you you went low at five hundred. <laughs> I was gonna say, what's it gonna cost to get you on it's there? It's gonna be about ten grand. It's gonna go to the NIL or something like that. <laughs> Walker <laughs> Jones is about to make some calls. Yeah, I know Walker's <laughs> fixing to get me on that ice. That's for sure. Do you, you, you want to contribute? That's to that? actually not a terrible idea. If, I, if we could raise ten thousand dollars for the Bulldog Initiative, I'll get out there on the ice. Yeah, I'll no it. doubt. I'll find a way to do a pirouette for 10 grand. <laughs> exactly. Somebody launch me off of that thing. Let's go. <laughs> You're going to have to have uh, an orthopedic group come in as a sponsor <laughs> right, of Sports right, Talk right, Mississippi right. as well. Uh, if they'll get me ice skates during the break, I'll go. I knew oh, Richard. Skate. Richard's not scared of anything. Yeah, absolutely. I love ice skate. No, just I'm being, just being it, humble. That's the only thing he's scared of. Oh, yeah. That's never happened. Huh? Zing. Zing on you. <laughs> All right, DK, we, we've done this with you before. There, yeah. There's so many of them. Right. Egg Bowl memories. You know, you, if you're a fan of one of the two schools, you gravitate toward the games you won and you try to forget the games you lost. And so that's that's my my deal, too. But I think through the years, and, uh, you know, there's been some incredible down-the-wire games. The stand, obviously, for, for us was incredible. The uh, I was a student when Artie missed the field goal. That game was wild. And were you I, I talked game? about no. the experience Thank there. Uh, Mary and I were sitting in the opposite end zone uh, down in Jackson, and when he kicked it. it. It looked dead center, and state fans are on one side, Ole Miss on the other, and the state fans start cheering like mad. I, my heart just drops. Oh, we just got beat. And then I saw the ball kind of hang. It was looking from the end zone is a totally different view yeah. of what you get today. Mm-hmm. Saw it hang. I saw it fall, and it fell in front of the crossbar. And I told Mary, my wife, girlfriend at the time, fiance, I said, it, it, it fell in front of the bar. And all of a sudden, the state fans just like they lost their air, and the Ole Miss fans are cheering. And I had no idea what happened. All I knew was it looked really good, and then it wasn't. It was kind of crazy. And then, you know, so, so you were in the bold end end zone. I was in the bold end end zone. And the kick was going the into opposite, the open end. On the opposite end of the field. That was my vantage wow. point of that particular wow. kick, which was kind of crazy. But, uh, you know, there's, there's just been some phenomenal games in the, was in the series. Going forward on the two-point conversion when Tommy was here to Peterson was crazy. Uh, I don't remember if that was a cold one or not. I don't. I don't remember it being. It was windy. It was really, really yeah, windy that obviously. night. Obviously, yeah. It blew, <laughs> blew the kick. Back. It blew the kick back. Sure. No. I mean, I was. But that's what I was. I was thinking about the way that stadium is positioned, and I was trying. So that would have been a wind out of the. It was coming into our faces. Yeah. So out of the south, I guess. Yeah. But the way that that stadium is. Anyway. Not, and not that that another thing is kind of interesting. You know, I, I had the, the the pleasure, to be honest with you, of, of knowing Jim Ellis and Jack Crystal on the other side for for many many years. Jack was great to me, and we always would visit before the game. Jack didn't want to get into X's and O's, so I didn't push him down the road as far as oh, tell me about your team, you know. But I'd, I would always go down and visit him. He would visit me, and so I went down. I said, well, I said, well, Mr. Jack, tell me about tell me about these Bulldogs this year. What you think? He said, well, let me tell you something, David. 
he said the punter. I'm, I'm saying this because he's gone. He might he might really get mad. He said the punter we've got is the worst punter we've ever had. Now this was several years. I'm not going to name the punter. I'm not going to tell you. I the already year. know. You already know. Shh, quiet. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, exactly he said uh, there are 50 punters in the state of Mississippi in high school can out punt this guy. And I thought, wow. He so this is what he's giving me. He's mad at the punter. And so we go down, and sure enough, the first punt for Mississippi State is shanked. It goes about 16 yards. And we all start laughing on the broadcast. I felt so bad. I thought, if there's any state people listening to us, they think we're making fun of this punter. We just remembered what Jack had just told us. I promise you booth. Jack said worse about him on the actual broadcast <laughs> Maybe than so. what he told you. But he was he was so so much fun. It meant so much to our state. You know, obviously, the stretch of being able to call games, same time he was he was here with us, was pretty pretty cool as well. And, and your relationship with him even at the end of his life was strong right yeah no question about it um he was uh you know he kept going we went to speak in columbus mississippi and uh it was an event that we both were kind of confused why we were speaking there but we always do what our athletic departments tell us <laughs> and we both arrived about the same time you like that the different the difference is jackson will tell you how it is i'm just going to be quiet and do what the ad's tell me to do so we get out of these cars about the same time and jack walks over and he said david he said why are we here and i said miss jack i really Really, I really don't know. So I tried to change the subject, and uh, I said, hey, this was his 50th year. I said, you hit the 50th year. Congratulations. I said, that is awesome. How many more years are you going to go? He said, what the heck else have I got to do? I mean, he was he was so blunt and so cool. Then, then when he passed away. By man, the way, I think we just got an edited version of that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is the version. this is the clean version. Former deacon in a church. I can't say the real thing. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, you know, when he passed away, Mary and I decided to go to the, the funeral. And we also lost Stan Sandroni that same week, which is just nuts. It's a sad time. But we go to the funeral, and they've got all his plays playing in the funeral home. And, and his, I met his daughter, and his daughter did such a wonderful job. Put him in the casket with a cigarette and a microphone <laughs> in his hand, which is just <laughs> precious. You couldn't do anything better than that. And we were sitting in the back of that church, I mean, uh, the, the uh, funeral home. And I told Mary, I said, you know what? We need to get our old Miss booties up out of here. And she said, what do you mean? I said, we're taking two seats that Mississippi State folks would like to have, and it was really tight, people standing, so we just kind of eased out to the to the back area and all. But, uh, yeah, he meant a lot to all of us in the state of Mississippi. He was really good to me. He was one of the top five people that called me, first five people that called me when I was named the lead announcer at Ole Miss. Jack called me and congratulated me, and I asked him point blank. I said, "What? Uh, give me some advice, Mr. Jack. What do you think? I need to do. He said, well, you give the score a lot. You give the score, and you give it till you're sick of it, and then give it some more. <laughs> and so that was good. He said, now, the other thing is you need to cut out all the bull. Well, I didn't do that part. <laughs> but I did the score part. But he was probably the best technician as far as, you know, painting a picture down a distance. And he was phenomenal at, at radio. Really good. Well, yeah. I'm sure we've asked you, you know, about games that stand out for you. Yeah. What's a play that stands out for you? You know, I, I think as far as the Egg Bowl goes, uh, one of the biggest surprises was a little swing route that uh, Romero Miller caught from Deuce McAllister. That was kind of crazy, the little swing on in the Mississippi State game. And then the 12 plays, it was really 11. We call it 12 as we took a knee to end the game. But the stand was just nuts. Mississippi State had 11 shots inside the eight, and there would be a penalty. And, you know, the, all this crazy stuff going on. 
And so that that series of plays was wild. That's a game you look back, and I, I don't know if you're on the Mississippi State staff, you're like, how do we lose that game? Oh my gosh, how many times did you get a shot to to win a game, you know, that far far down? But there's been several others. Eli Manning to uh, Lawrence was pretty good. Eli Lawrence was, you know, pretty good. Lily, Eli Lilly was pretty good uh, play as well in the day. But uh, that 2003 game, I will always remember. I mean, terrible weather. For in, in terms of rain, there, there's rain and then there's biblical rain, and that's whatever yeah. we had that night. Yeah. yeah, that was probably shouldn't be playing rain. Yeah, yeah. that that particular year. But Jackie's last game. Oh, was it? Yeah. You would know that. I would know that. <laughs> and, and you you were not sad at that point, were you? At that time, I, I, I stayed till the end of the game just to make sure he walked off the field. <laughs> It's like it's like it's time to go, Jack. What, what was it? Nineteen ninety ninety five when Do Innocent yeah. had his big game in Stark. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So did uh, a great job. And then the two point conversion to Corey Peterson. He just was inside the goal line, and you know, Corey asked me that next week, at, and, and we've had him uh, on our pregame show here recently. I uh, ran into him, and he said. He said, uh, Mr. David, what would have happened if I dropped that ball? I, no disrespect to this school. I said, we'd have sent your tail to Delta State. <laughs> <laughs> you drop a level, baby. Who's uh, having a fantastic year, by yeah, the way. Yeah, they Delta are. State's doing pretty good this time around. Do you enjoy doing this broadcast? This with yeah. you guys? Yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah, love yeah, it, yeah. Tell us how much yeah, you love being is, here. This is awesome. No. I'm get a free lunch out of you. No, no, no. Well, we can, uh, we can absolutely <laughs> take care of that. Absolutely. Come on. No, I, I enjoy it, but, you know, being a diehard Ole Miss fan all my life, I'm not just a guy that got shipped in here from Ohio. I mean, I went to school at Ole Miss. My entire family's taught at Ole Miss. And so it, I'm like anybody else in the state that's really attached to one of the two schools. I don't like losing this game. I really don't. I'm a, I'm a fan announcer, as you can tell. Got a, a license on the wall, you know, that says I can be a homer because it says graduate of the University of Mississippi. But uh, I, it, the game is fun. It really is. I didn't like the stretch where it just got toxic. And it seemed like, oh gosh, what's going to happen this time? I don't like the fighting and the pushing and the shoving. Maybe a little bit, a little bit that gives it some flavor. But it gotten to the point uh, since uh, Lane and and uh, Leach have been here, that's been calmed down a, a little bit to some degree. But I, I love the passion in the game from both sides. I think it's uh, fun to see fans get after each other. It used to be it was at the coffee shop. Now it's all over everywhere yeah. <laughs> on the internet and and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, I love calling the game. The game is fun because it's one of those. It doesn't matter what our records are. To us in this state, every play is huge. Now, somebody watching on TV in Oregon could care less. They're just watching it to see if the game's going to be close and be kind of fun. But for us in this state, every play is big, and everybody wants to win the game. And uh, it makes uh, Thanksgiving interesting, that's for sure. Thanksgiving night, 6 o'clock kickoff. Ole Miss Radio Network starts at 4 o'clock and uh, we've got a ball game to play. Thanks so much for coming Thank by. Thank you, guys. Brian, appreciate you. Richard, Always good love to see listening you to you guys. and uh, It'll be fun to see how the, this one comes out, too. You're the best. David Kellum joining us on the Farm Bureau guest line, but here in person uh, as we broadcast from uh, the start of Holly Jolly Holidays at the Ice Rink on University Avenue and Bramlett Boulevard. We'll be right back after this. Sports in Mississippi. You'll hear about it here. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
so we're at a spot right now where I want the sun to freeze. Not like, like, stay in the same place. I know it's in your eyes, but no, it's no, we're, we're good, we're good. It's coming right in. We're good. It feels great because half an hour from now, it's we're not going to see that. No. So we're going to be looking for heaters. Yes. And we have to all, snuggle. all of the above. I'm sorry, what was that? We may have to snuggle. I, I, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad with you. Sports Talk Mississippi as we broadcast live from the beginning of Holly Jolly Holidays, which is uh, part of Oxford's holiday celebration. And uh, Pam Swain joins us right now, as she does every year during this week for, uh, obviously, Pam is with, I say obviously, you may not know this, Pam is with the Oxford Lafayette County Chamber of Commerce. Always good to see you. Always great to see you, too. And what a beautiful backdrop you have today. You know, we, we asked if they could set something really cool up yeah, for us, yeah. and this is what they came up with, they, and, they pulled and here through we are. For you. Yeah. yeah, what Just a neat you. setup, huh? It is. It is awesome. Awesome. It, I hope everybody will come by and check it out. It is something to see. It was really cool. So I pulled up about a quarter to three, and there were a few people that were starting to mill about, and then three o'clock when they officially opened it, it was like just a busted anthill. I mean, kids just coming from everywhere, and they have continued to. This is a neat idea, and, yeah. and obviously draws people in. Of course, of course. What a perfect way for these kids to spend their first day out of school for the holiday, too. Yeah. Uh, you want people to come in I do. and shop and visit and hang out. Obviously, we get the Egg Bowl in Oxford this year, and so that kind of gives you a little bit of a bump in terms of a population, but with it being on Thanksgiving Day, it's not the you know two or three days of people coming in like it is for other games. So what, what do we need to know about this weekend? Well, I think uh, the biggest thing is people are going to be wanting to, hopefully they'll stay around on Thursday after the game, Thursday evening, and and get up on Friday morning and do some shopping. I mean, there's just nothing quite like shopping in Oxford. We have so many small boutiques, uh, lots of mom and pops, a, a different type of of shopping setup I would say than your traditional towns up and and that's what makes it different and that's what makes it unique and why people love to shop here but on Friday morning our, our retailers are going to be rolling it out they're going to have some great sales so I would just recommend if you're coming to town for the egg bowl or if you're you know an Oxonian in here all the time you know definitely keep an eye on social media for all the sales that are going to be going on uh, throughout Friday and Saturday as well there's I was just listening on the way in a, a, a number of places that are extending their Black Fridays into Saturday, so it's not just a one-day thing. So we hope that people will just stay through the weekend. I mean, they've got a reason to come in. They're going to go to the game, and then maybe Friday they can do some shopping, and then Friday evening they can come skate, go out to dinner, come back and do some more shopping on Saturday. Richard, is there a particular store you'd like for people to shop at? <laughs> all of them. Okay. We, we are we are all about those of us who live in Oxford want all of the businesses to do well. Absolutely. Did they I, look did forward I answer to this that time. correctly? You, I mean. He did good. He did good. Very political. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pam, your, your thing has been shop local, and, and it's easy. There are lots of towns that say, hey, shop local. But one of the things that you've done in your role is you, you take a look at what that actually means for Oxford in terms of tax revenue numbers and money that's coming back into the community and sales tax numbers that the, the state sells. Two years ago was not much fun, right? Yeah. When, when we go through the, the pandemic, Oxford was, was fortunate in a lot of ways, but it was really hard. It was so hard, and we saw so many people hit directly by that. But then we saw people persevere as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, so it, we, we were thankfully on the other side of it now. Um, it, but it was definitely just a hit to our, our economy for everyone around, you know, the whole country. But um, we're back, and we're back bigger than ever. We have such unique shopping here and 
the shop local aspect of, of what we talk about from the Chamber of Commerce is, is we want to just remind people how important it is to your local economy wherever you live. Of course, we want people to come to Oxford. We want them to shop here because we're a unique, unbelievable town. But if you're if you're listening across the state, think about your you know your local retailers and how much those tax dollars matter. When you when you roll across a, a road that needs a pothole repaired and you want to mm. complain about it, think about that you just shopped online and taxes just literally went across your screen and out of your state. So it really makes a difference uh, when we can remind people this time of the year it's really impacting your neighbors. It's impacting uh, not just the economy but those dollars that are spent locally turn over so many times. Uh, they buy the coffee that's here. That that coffee person goes out to eat and tips a waiter who ends up buying a Christmas present. With you know, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It's not just simply making a purchase. And we just want to remind everybody of all the different aspects of shopping at home and shopping in Oxford. And the relationship, and uh, about a minute left, between the Chamber of Commerce and the City of Oxford and Visit Oxford, you guys all work really well together. We do. We are so lucky to have such a dynamic team from all different of those, the, all three of the entities that you talk about. And we couldn't do it alone. Like, we all support one another in opportunities like this and uh, things that we do together, like our Double Decker Festival. And we get the opportunity to come and talk to you then uh, you know, we do the run, and everything everything goes hand in hand. And the city is so supportive of everything that, of course, Visit Oxford does, and that the Chamber of Commerce does. And together, we work for a better community, and we work for the people in this community to have the best quality of life that they can have, the best opportunities that they can have shopping, and uh, hopefully, a great Egg Bowl week. Absolutely. Pam, always great to see you. Great to see you, too. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Pam Swain from the Oxford LaFayette County Chamber of Commerce visiting with us on Sports Talk Mississippi. Four o'clock hour coming up. Winners and losers. That's how we will start things off next. Alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky, I'm Richard Cross in the Pearl River Resort Studios. We'll be right back. giving everybody credit for keeping their cool throughout this rivalry game. Now the cool is lost. Everybody charging out onto the field, and this could get ugly. Sports Talk Mississippi on Supertalk.fm, the Supertalk app, and always on your local Supertalk Mississippi station. Sports Talk Mississippi with you on Super Talk Mississippi. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for listening along, watching along, interacting. I'm limited on my devices today, so you may have to uh, check on the C Spire text line. Happy if to do so. Anything that we need to get to. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky, thanks for being with us. C Spire text line is open to you at 601 879 4395. Again, 601 879 4395. Want to give your business the edge? Get gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business, backed by world class IT experts who live where you do. Right here in C Spire country. Check them out online today. cspire.com slash business. We're coming to you as always from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Started with a buddy today. It was like, hey, we should get out and play golf. And then it was like, ooh, it's cold. 
But it's warmed up nicely. This afternoon would have been perfect. You can play golf at Dancing Rabbit anytime. Go online to DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tee time or schedule your trip today. That's Dancing Rabbit Golf. Borky, we, we missed the blitz today, but I felt like we didn't have time to do it. We can't miss winners and losers, can we? No. I was trying to just hit the button and say nothing, oh, but that, that was going to be the answer. It was a misclick. We got winners. We got losers. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. You know how it works. What did you like from the weekend? What did you not like from the weekend? We're going to have to get it all in, in one segment today. Yeah. Borky, you can't include anything from today in winners and losers. Give me something from the well, weekend that was a winner. Well, that's the thing. We're not, uh, neither a winner nor a loser, but Walker Zimmerman's a loser for fouling up a, a dumb foul, up one goal with ten minutes to go in the first World Cup game. That was terrible, but... How about Vanderbilt and Clark Lee again hey. getting another SEC win over Florida? Where, look, Florida outgained them. They did, but Vanderbilt played well, especially defensively stopping Florida's running game. Ray Davis is a legitimate good running back, really good player. Clark Lee, in less than two years, not, he didn't just change the culture of the team, but now they're winning. Remember his first game, they lost by 20 points to East Tennessee State. 20 points. That's how mm -hmm. bad that program that he took over was. Now they've won back-to-back -back SEC games against Kentucky, who started the season ranked in the top 10, and Florida. And by the way, Vanderbilt, everybody was making fun of them, but they got field storming right if we want to do them forever. Take your time. Let Florida get off the field. Slowly work your way down. You can celebrate eventually. Everything went well for Vanderbilt. Clarkley is an awesome coach, clearly. And now they have a very outside, but an outside shot at going to a bowl game well, with Hinden Hooker's unfortunate uh, injury. I got a chance. Yeah, yeah. hey, Dad, give me a winner. That's a good one, first and foremost. They dominated that football game. It was never in doubt for Vanderbilt. Um, I got to say TCU. Oh. Because, I mean, they engineered the fire drill to perfection. That's what I'm talking about, like. Coaches like to preach special teams. They all, oh, it's just so important. It's as important in offenses and defense. And this, and then you see so many teams that are just so bad on special teams, week in and week out. I see one every week. And don't, <laughs> careful, he had a mouthful of coffee. I don't know, not on the equipment. I had almost got I almost spewed. Sorry, don't, I wasn't ready for that. But to see that play executed in that fashion. That's a team you can tell takes it seriously, and they do it right every week, and they got out there. And, and kudos to the kicker. Don't know his name. But he just got out there, didn't even have a warm-up kick, didn't even have a, a warm-up you know, of his leg. Just found his spot, I'm good, snapped the ball. That was interesting. He ran to a spot. So many times you see kickers take their three steps back yeah. and their two steps He knew to where to go. He went to a spot and was still. He knew where the ball was and was like, i got to be on this yard line. I'm good. Yeah. And, and, so, and then also there's a great video going around. I, I retweeted it yesterday of somebody in the end zone as the ball's coming towards them and that, that pack of TCU fans that were on the hill. That that moment is what I love about college football altogether. Yeah. You can call them a spoiler. You, you can call them messing up the whatever. TCU's a good football team. And you know what they know how to do? Win. Win. Yeah. Which is the name of the game. 
I'll go to a guy that we talked about a little bit earlier. Quinshawn Judkins became the single-season rushing leader at Ole Miss after his performance against Arkansas. I know there was not a lot of good that came out of that game for Ole Miss in terms of, right, Yeah, we, what, what, what do we just yeah. say? You either win or you lose. The season that that freshman has put together, 16 touchdowns on the ground, one receiving touchdown. He's got 17 total touchdowns, 1,385 yards. He's 115 yards from 1,500 as a true freshman. There is an argument to be made that it is the best true freshman running back season in the history of college football. Certainly in the SEC right now, it kind of only stands alongside Herschel Walker's yeah, freshman season. He has been that good, and he's doing it with another running back who's got a chance to get to a thousand yards. And and so there are some carries probably that he has given up along the way. Now it may have made him better that he's had to give some of those carries up along the way, but regardless, not all of the touches are going to him. Quinshawn Judkins. Absolutely a winner. You can make a case for Judkins that this is the single greatest season by a football player in Ole Miss history. You can you can make that argument. Eli Manning's senior year yeah. is probably one. Chad Kelly's senior yeah. year, or junior year is probably in that discussion. And this one's in that discussion. Drop yeah. another you're, two you're, bills on Thursday night, and I think you got a winner. You may very well be right. Any other winners yeah, that we more. need? To, okay, yeah, and staying on the, sort of the, the Connerly theme, Emmanuel Forbes, mm. his his uh, sixth pick six of his career—that's a new SEC record. His sixth interception of the season—he has a legitimate chance to be the Thorpe Award winner when this is done. If he has another big game Thursday night, if he can get a pick, if he can get another pick six, he, he's going to have a r- real case to be Mississippi State's second Thorpe Award winner. I, I think. Borky, all three of us are in, gre- in agreement that the, the three finalists will be Shadour Sanders from yeah. Jackson State, Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State, and Quinshawn Judkins That's from Ole Miss. I don't remember a time where you had three more deserving finalists than those three will be. If Forbes having a pick six on Saturday, I'm going to wait until Sunday to do my ballot. Because I, my thought process was if Judkins has a huge game, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and do my ballot, and he'll be one. And he had a huge game. But now I'm thinking, if Forbes has five pick sixes in a season, yeah, that's pretty special. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to wait. Sanders is right there, too, though. I mean, what more can that guy do but lead his team to an undefeated season? He's thrown 32 touchdowns. Yeah, it feels like uh, that needs to be added to this list as well. How about Jackson State? One loss in the last two seasons. One. Uno. Well, excuse me. Excuse me. One loss on their level. They did have a uh, FBS loss last year where they went to Louisiana Monroe and lost by two. So they have two losses in the last two seasons, only one of which came from a team on their level. Keep denying Coach Prime's ability to coach, and he's going to keep winning. But never mind a Power 5 team wanting to hire him. If I'm a SWAC team, I'm trying to get him out. Like, we've got to get Jackson State yeah. back to normal here. Yeah. Because as long as he's there, they're going to continue to get players, and they're going to continue to win. All right, let's go losers. we got, uh, what, two, three minutes left. Good old Rocky Top. Woo! Woo! Rocky Top, Tennessee. I'm I feel not, bad, though. Hooker getting hurt. Yes, I'm not talking about him. He is yeah. it, it, one of... The very great things about college football is a guy like him and his story. Absent that injury, which stinks, but he's going to go in the NFL and have a long, very wealthy career. Just like in baseball, Tennessee's got the greatest college football team in the world. 
and then they go to South Carolina and give up 63 points? Yep. Losers. Goodness gracious. And, and, and he hasn't had a great season, but if you want to put him on the winner's list, Spencer Rattler has at least gotten rid of the narrative that he was a bad guy. Yeah, he's gone to South Carolina this year, has played hard. He's done the best he could. He hasn't had a great season, but at least the whole locker room cancer yeah. narrative, it You're should right. be gone with him. Well, and, and you may not want to go season winner, Spencer Rattler, but you go over 400 with six touchdowns. That's player of the week. That's, uh, that is good stuff. He does deserve to be on the winner's list. Loser? <sighs> Florida's too easy. It really is. Um, oh, I got it. Texas A&M. Again, maybe too easy, but the shots. I mean, I was at the state game. And there's not a big crowd there. was not a big crowd. But State didn't announce 90,000 and then show up in the ha- at the half. And, I mean, if they had needed a 12th man, they might have had some difficulty finding one on Saturday. That fan base is totally checked out. I, st- I still don't see a way forward for Jimbo. I- they got- they're going to have to find $90 million. I don't know where they're going to find it. We're going to pay more for gas. But they've got to find it. They can't go on like this. They can't. Loser, not technically, but when you look at the group, a draw against the Welsh for the U.S. in their opening World Cup match. 1-1, leading 1-0, just a few minutes remaining, a penalty and a score, and it's 1-1, and the U.S. has got a lot of work to do over the next week and a half to advance to the next round. Sports Talk Mississippi, those are your winners and losers. DeCenzo Miller will join us next on the Farm Bureau Guest Line. Bull is just days away, and this is your spot for late-breaking news on State and Ole Miss. Sports Talk Mississippi on supertalk.fm, the Supertalk app, and always on your local Supertalk Mississippi station. With you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us on this Monday afternoon, Monday of Egg Bowl Week. You want to be a part of the conversation? You can join us on the Ceasefire text line. Sports Talk Mississippi, as you know by now, is presented in part by Visit Oxford. You can find them online at visitoxfordms.com. And this is their shindig that we are broadcasting from today. The, uh, the beginning of Holly Jolly Holiday, celebration of all things going on throughout the holiday season in and around Oxford, including ice skating. And that is happening behind us. And uh, we got a lot of ice skating. My son is out there. I, I check on him periodically. He's fine. He's a point-to-point ice skater. He gets to one spot on the wall, and then he goes in a straight line to another spot. Nothing's getting in his way. If they do, he just tries to run over it, grab the wall, regroup, and then do it again. DeCenzo Miller joins us right now. Former Mississippi State Bulldog on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. DeCenzo, before we do anything else, i got to tell you, you're not old enough to have a son that's playing college football. This is not working for me. I'm not handling this very well. <laughs> yeah, I do. I really do. 
I believe it, and uh, I'm sure that it has been fun for you to watch him grow up and, uh, and in some ways follow in, uh, in your footsteps. So let's jump in, and, and let's talk about the Egg Bowl. You played in the game four times and uh, had a pretty good record, 98-99, 2000, 2001. You go 3-1 in those games. Let's just start with what the stands out for you. When I say Egg Bowl, what's the first memory that comes to mind for you? Um, probably when I was getting recruited out of high school and it was Mississippi State, Ole Miss, it was a battle uh, who was trying to get me. And so it was a, a point of one minute it was, one week it was I committed to State. The next week it was committed to Ole Miss. I never did commit. So it was a, a big deal when it come down to the last second of making the decision. So how did you get to that decision at the very end to ultimately decide that maroon and white was going to be the uh, the color of choice instead of red and blue? Um, just the coaching style, you know, plus I had two guys that from my hometown, Alvin McKinley, Dennis McKinley played, played at State too. So it wasn't hard. Got, got a chance to play behind J.J. Johnson and, and learn a great bit behind him. So it, it wasn't a hard decision. Um, my family right down the road, 28 miles, so it was easy for either decision to, um, to make that decision. Desenzo, you had the, the touchdown in the 98 Egg Bowl that kind of broke the game open on, on that screen pass. And, of course, you guys would, would go from there to Atlanta to the SEC championship game. What was it like to win that game in Oxford knowing that it was for a championship? Oh, it was it was big. Um, we had – during that, we had a chance to, to clinch it early against Arkansas and Alabama, and we didn't. And we knew all we got to do is just take care of the um, take care of the air bowl, and we was in there. And I think with the great defense that we had, and you know JJ had got hurt, you know I knew if, when I got my opportunity, I got to make something happen for the team. And you know one of my favorite things is catching the ball, so it was a great call. My offense coordinated, um, screened out, and, and did the rest. Desenzo, from a statistical standpoint, your junior season was the year that, that really pops off the page. 996 yards on the ground, 10 touchdowns. You also caught a couple of touchdown passes. When you think back on your career, obviously 98 was the, the division championship, and you go to Atlanta. That 2000 season, what do you remember about that? Because that's a year where, where you excelled individually, but as we talk about the Egg Bowl, you, you guys didn't get the win in that game, in the final game of the regular season. Um, for me, um, I think when people are going to remember about me, I was, I was the team player. Um, I was willing to do anything to, to help us win. And so it was just a great – we had a great offensive line. All I had to do was just hit the hole, had great fullbacks, um, had great receiver that blocked. You know, it just, it made it easy for me. And we had a defense that <laughs> I don't know which one was better my my, my first three years because they, they were awesome. You know, not a lot of guys you know, to carry off the golden egg. Not in your last game, too, because that was 2001, obviously, that the BYU game at the end of the season, but the Egg Bowl there, you know, you win that game. You were not favored to win that game, Eli Manning as, as, as a sophomore, but State found a way in that game. They picked him off three times. What do you remember about that 2001 game? That was a pretty good night in Starkville. Oh, um, that probably one of one of the years that 
you know, 9-11, um, every, like for us, everything didn't go right for us, you know, had a lot of injuries. And, you know, for me, you know, a losing streak was never, never happened to me. From high school to my senior year, that was probably my first losing season. And the crazy thing about it, I had to remind myself that I cannot let my team down because they seen, they would have saw my frustration. And I just went out there and just left it out on the field. And, you know, especially that game, you know, with the air bowl, I, I went for the go two and two in the air bowl. So, you know, it was motivation for me to go out there and do what it takes for our team to win. We were talking a little earlier about running back duos. Specifically, we were talking about the Ole Miss guys this year, Judkins and Evans. They're really good. You were part of a good running back duo yourself at Mississippi State with you and Dante Walker. We talked, Richard mentioned your, your junior year. That was Dante's sophomore year. Y'all combined for almost 2,000 yards rushing. What makes a good running back duo? How, how, do, you, how do you split the carries and keep everybody happy? Oh, just compete with each other, you know, make each other better. You know, we was, we was the type of guy, you know, I was a small 1A, 1A guy. He was a big 6A guy. And a lot of people really just thought, for me, I was going to back down. I, I didn't back down for nothing because my motivation for a small school was he can't make it. So all that was motivation for me to keep going and make things happen. So we had a great friendship, and we always had one person make a big play, the other one got to. So that was, that was the big thing about us. We – you know, we had Rod Gibson, um, Kenny Williamson, Justin Griffin. We had guys, we had some selfish guys that did whatever it takes to make the running back group special. Visiting with Desenzo Miller on the Farm Bureau guest line, talking about some of his Egg Bowl memories. He went 3-1 and one in four games, winning in 98 and 99 and 2001. They only dropped that 2000 game. So, Desenzo, you got two of these at home and two on the road. And, and you, your senior night was at home. I'm curious as a player, I know everybody likes a home field advantage, but there's some players that feed off of a road environment. So when you think about the Egg Bowl, did you enjoy more playing that game at home in Starkville or playing it on the road in Oxford? Um, I think both. I think my first year um, on the road, and it was a big deal about, you know, I committed to stay, stay Ole Miss wanted me, and I, I made a so a lot, a lot of fans like, oh, he ain't that good, and well, we ain't want him anyway. So it, it kind of put me in the motivation of I'm gonna go out here and show you why I was state player of the year in Mississippi. So it was, it was motivation for me because most, most of the people in Wild, it was split, it was half half Mississippi State, half Ole Miss. So it was fun coming back home after Abo. And people were just like, man, I don't want to talk to you about the elbow, but you know, I was, they were smiling about it. But you know, at the time of where everybody wanted to see, see you succeed, so that was a big thing for for me. This is only got a couple of minutes left here, but we have to talk about 1999. Maybe for Mississippi State purposes, the best Egg Bowl ever played. That team all year came back from from deficits and found ways to win. Was that one different than any other one, or was it more special? I think I think we're more special because I think we we had went down like almost you know I'm next twenty nothing it was some some of that fact um, I think I scored got some momentum going and all year long we found a way to win it didn't matter it was special team defense make a get a turnover and offense it was about that year just so special almost like 
seven or eight comeback wins. It was it was it was one of them years that was ridiculous that, you know, you can always go back and say, Man, man, that year was very special. Desenzo, we really appreciate you spending us uh, spending a few minutes of uh, of your time. You, are you going to make the trip to Oxford this weekend? Will you be there? Um, probably not, but I'm going to be watching it right here. And well, most of most of my family is split. Most of them are Ole Miss and State, so we're going to have a big crowd. But majority of it's Bulldogs. So, or especially with my brother played at State too. So you know we you know it's Bulldog to the heart. Well, we uh, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you and your family have a great time watching the game, and appreciate you spending a few minutes with us this afternoon. Uh, no problem. Go dogs. There you go, Desenzo Miller, three and one in his four Egg Bowls, won it in '98, '99, and in uh, in 2001. Great catching up with him. We're going to do that over the course of the next three days with players from both Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Sports Talk Mississippi, we'll take a timeout. More coming up with you after this as we broadcast from Holly Jolly Holidays in Oxford. today Mississippi sports you'll hear about it first right here sports talk Mississippi all right so I I did not remember this we just had a reminder that veteran stadium is one of those rare stadiums that is not positioned Right. The end zones are east-west. Right. So the Bolden end zone is the west end zone. The press box side is the... That's the south end. I should be correct, yeah. Yeah. So the visitor side is the north end, and then the open end zone is the uh, the east side as well. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky, glad to be with you this afternoon. Uh, you can join us on the ceasefire text line, as one gentleman did just a moment ago. Yeah, that's the funny. Borky, did you see this? The funny text he got here from the 662 says, Desenzo Miller, dude was a beast in high school. I remember looking out of my ear hole of my helmet after he ran over me. Only time in my high school days I faked an injury not to play the last quarter of the game after that hit. <laughs> I just moved this heater. I, I know, and all of a sudden, no, I'm cold. No, no, here's the thing, though. Yeah. Where it was set up, it wasn't doing either of us any good. I know, it was right on my leg. So I was going to get a little shot of it, and then I'll give oh. it back to you. We'll share. We'll go back and forth. It's like it's a flask. Yeah. Just, just, just get a little shot of heat, and then pass it. It's not bad yet, but it, it feels like it's going to uh, get cold here uh, in a hurry. Borky, uh. um, I guess we need to talk a little. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I mean, my apologies. Jeez, take the headset off. What are you doing? It came out of nowhere. Sorry, Mike. I mean, we did. We dealt with this. Well, you know, talking about football makes you think. There's a dog in a red sweater, and uh, I, you know, I had a red sweater once, and uh, I wore it to a event. Yeah, see, see where I'm going with that. Hey, Borky. By the way. Dog in a red. It was a dog in a red sweater. Just walked by. That wasn't completely random. Uh, 
We need to talk a little bit about Ole Miss and, and Arkansas from uh, from Saturday night. Uh, Borky, I know you watched it. I watched it from a hotel room in Raleigh, North Carolina. I watched it under about three blankets because I was still cold from the game. From oh, the really? Day game. <laughs> the sat in my recliner just like, this is great. <laughs> Borky, as I, I feel like you got to take it in parts, right? There was the right out of the gate, Ole Miss gets the opening opening possession, mm-hmm. and things are going well until they're not. And there's a little bit of kind of trading blows, and then Arkansas strikes first, and then it looks like Ole Miss is going to immediately answer. And then you get the first touchdown wiped off the board. And then Arkansas scores. And then you get another touchdown. And, and I know I don't have the sequence exactly right, but it went from, okay, this is going to be a battle between these two teams, it's going to be back and forth, going to be trading punches to – Wow, this is a blowout, and a lot of people just turned off the TV. And if you kept watching after that, you just did because you felt like you needed to. Maybe you have to for work. Yeah. Yeah. So, Borky, walk me through. <laughs> that, was, that was a resigned. That was, yeah. That was well done. Yeah. I was. Uh, I had two games going. So, I was, I was bouncing back between Tennessee, South Carolina, and uh, Southern Cal, UCLA on yeah. the iPad and kept the – hey, props to – a hotel in North Carolina that actually had the SEC network. Yeah. That's that's not always They're the ready for expansion. What do you think, guys? I mean, just where, where do we go with this? It's a lot of things, right? I mean, whoa, hold on. Um, when you lose a game like that, it's all kinds of stuff. I mean, guys, that echoes bad. Really bad. Um, it's not just. Okay. I don't know what Haydad thinks he's going to do, but he's about to try and do something. So, But when you lose like that, it's not just refs. It's not just turnovers, which they had them. It's not just them being distracted, which I think at this point, thinking that there's not some level of distraction in that locker room, I think that's a little bit crazy at this point. It's an encapsulation of all of it. It was a team that got ran all over by a physical offense. It was a team that Mm -hmm. did get a touchdown incorrectly wiped off the board early in that game, which could have changed things. The P.I. you mentioned earlier, also a really bad call, as it turns out. Um, And it kind of unraveled on them quickly. It's all of those things combined together, encapsulated into one pile of garbage, which was the first three quarters of that game. I thought Jackson Dart looked better throwing the football than he had at any. You know, took some shots down the field, pretty accurate in those shots. Numbers didn't blow you away. Twenty-one to thirty-six, two forty touchdown and a pick. The interception was bad. He didn't see the linebacker there. He, he was looking at the slant, re- reading the the defender and what the defender was doing there, yeah. and he never saw Drew Sanders just sitting there. That was a pretty easy pick for Drew Sanders. That was a, that was a bad pick. There's, there's no getting around that one, but. Overall, yeah, I thought Dart was okay, especially in a road environment. Yeah, against a defense that you know we've talked about them. They give up a lot of yards, but they get a lot of pressure, or at least they have throughout the year. But this game for me was was about one thing, and and one thing I noticed: this two weeks in a row, Ole Miss has not scored on the opening drive. They had been doing it all year long, and then this was the second week in a row they have not. But this game because they got cheated twice, (laughs) not on the opening drive. this game to me is Ole Miss's run defense looks like it, it used to, and that's not a good thing for the Rebels. <laughs> now it's it's an okay. You don't, you don't mean like when Ka- 
fastest way in Dwayne no, Johnson think, were playing I don't think when Chad Brown was in the middle there. I, I, I mean, you know, what it looked like a couple years ago when the team, they could not stop the run against anybody. Now, good news for Ole Miss. You're playing a team that's probably not going to run the ball very much on, yeah. on Thursday. If you can handle those eight rush attempts on Thursday night, it'll be great. Jaquavius Marks, eight carries for 83 yards. That's all he got, though. It, there's um, a little hyperbole in this statement, but if Mississippi State does not change their run-pass distribution in this game, um, I know John Cohen's not there anymore. Whoever can make that decision, if it's Mark Keenum himself, needs to meet Mike Leach in the tunnel and let him go if he does not actively try to run the football. <laughs> I, I, I liked what you also said about it. Maybe you should face criminal charges. Criminal charges. I mean, ha- have a police officer there Negligence. waiting as well Fraud. and arrest him for crime. I, I mean, what, what is the number of what is the number of rush attempts required by you, Michael Borky, for Mike Leach to retain his job on Friday? Twenty plus. The, the, we, we have been discussing this amongst the MSU media, and we're all in agreement that 25 is the number. All right, so when you say 20-plus, does that count sacks? No, 25 no. carries. That, and that's backs. not a scramble where he breaks out of the pocket and gets I mean, a yard? Take, you'll take that, obviously. Yeah, but, but no, no, you're, you're saying call Between runs. Marks and Johnson and Price, 25 carries. Had no shot. No chance. No shot. I'm aware of that. How many times this year has Mississippi State rushed it 25 or more times in a game? Three, I think. And they were all in the first six games. And, and by the way, that does include quarterback runs no, no, and sacks. No, no, no. And I'm talking about you've taken it. No, I mean, like, if I go to their game-by-game stat sheet and see rush attempts. Oh, you might get four. Four times they've gone over and 25. They're, they're all in the, six, the first six games of the year. Okay. Now tell me why this Tiger's going to change the stripes. Oh, I don't have any expectation of that. I have no expectation of that. But here's the thing. It's the only way to win, though. It's the only way to win. Yes. Because the Ole Miss defensive scheme is built exactly to stop an offense like Mississippi State's. That is what it's designed to stop. So if you don't try to run them out of that, you are going to lose. It's going to look like Kentucky. It's going to look like Georgia. It's going to look like the majority of the Auburn game. Because for all of Ole Miss's flaws on the inside of their defense – They've got safeties that, that can come down and tackle well, and they're they're good at defensive back. I mean, Ole Miss is good in the back six of their defense. If you don't try to run them out of that, you are going to lose in the same way you have a couple of times lately. It feels like Ole Miss's strengths play into Mississippi State's weaknesses, and then State's weakness is also Ole Miss's weakness. So you don't have the, the, the same advantage there. I feel like Ole Miss is a good running team. And I mean, State, it sounds to State me has like trouble running the ball. Yeah, stopping the run. I mean, and then on the other side, State doesn't run, and Ole Miss can't stop the run. It sounds to me like there's no real reason to play the game. I mean, do you just want me to come to your house? Is that what you're trying to get? Oh no, no, you can still come. Like I mean, you know, yeah. Ole Miss kind of already won. For it sounds like to me from you. Just, just, uh, but what can eat? So, interesting tweet today that I saw. I, I I had not thought about this, so I'll give credit to the guys. It's dear old State on Twitter. Mm. Uh, so, you know, obviously a very unbiased account. Uh, but, he, but he made a good point. He said, the only difference between State and Ole Miss this year is that State had to play Georgia and Ole Miss had to play Vanderbilt. Oh, I've, I've heard this logic before. The pl- they played the other six teams. They're all the same, and they're all 3-3 three and three against them. And they're 4-0 in their non-conference. But State played Georgia, and that's it's, a loss. It's part where State fans try to justify why their record's well, not what Ole Miss is in, what's right? What's interesting is, though, <laughs> is that perception-wise – Mm-hmm. We've been saying all season long, yeah, Ole Miss is pretty good. They got some opportunities here. They could, they could, they could win the West. And with State, it's been like, what's wrong with this team? Yeah. And then the other side of it, is, of course, is Ole Miss replaced a ton. 
They had to replace a ton. Yeah. And State brought back everybody. Right. So it shouldn't, you know, but but at the end of the day, the difference is State played Georgia and almost played Vanderbilt. If you switch those, State would be 8-3 and three and, and almost be 7-4. I feel almost Have you here. watched Vanderbilt the last two weeks? You caught them early. Have you watched Vanderbilt the you, last two you weeks? You caught them early. You know you did. I wish you would play. We want to replay that game. Would Ole Miss play Vanderbilt again? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh come on. Oh, oh, oh come on. I just beat Florida and Kentucky. Yeah, it's easy. Easy money there. Yeah, they beat Florida and Kentucky. I'm just right? saying. I'm just saying. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Kenny Ferris from Visit Oxford will join us when we come back with you on this Monday in Oxford. Sports Talk Mississippi on the Super Talk app, your local Super Talk station, and at supertalk.fm. has left us. Temperatures have cooled just a bit, but hey, what else would you want when you got an ice skating rink behind you? It's no fun when it's 70 degrees outside, but it's 47. Yeah, maybe so. Sports Talk Mississippi. You know that our show is brought to you in part by Visit Oxford, and we are on location for Visit Oxford. Today it is the kickoff of Holly Jolly Holidays and uh, quite the turnout over the last couple of hours. Kenny Ferris joins us right now. She is the executive director of Visit Oxford. So you want an ice skating rink? Yeah, um, we've got it. We've got it here in Oxford. Um, kind of unexpected to have an outdoor ice skating rink in Mississippi, but it works here. And, um, you know, Oxford does Christmas decorations and Christmas kind of big time. So we um, decided to add to it a couple of years ago, and it's grown every year. And um, pretty big turnout today. So I think... I think it's it's going to be here for the next 40 days, and hope everybody can come and get a chance to ice skate. So, so a little experimental, right? Because the, the first time you did it, it was with one of those, you know, yeah. plastic. Artificial. Yeah, that, yeah. The fake ice. It's no good. And then last year, you roll out, and it's like 68 degrees for the first, you know, week and a half that you've got it here, which <laughs> oh makes it gosh. hard to ice skate. But this yeah, is perfect. It's tough. Last year, we were fighting uh, melting ice, for sure, for um, about, I don't know, two weeks. But this has been, this year's great. We've got the whole um, city pavilion full of um, a nice ice rink, and we're ready for you. So, how about the um, turnout this afternoon? Did you expect turnout? this? No, not at all. This is crazy. So, yeah, we um, we don't really have a capacity, and there's no time limits. Um, it hadn't been an issue. Um, so hopefully, we won't have to do that. But um, yeah, we we've got this big rink. We're ready for people to come out. It's you know twelve dollars a skate, and you stay all day. What what I'm hearing is that Super Talk remotes drive business. So please. <laughs> Please contact me at Haydad at no. FM. This is where Haydad and Borky argue with each other as to who gets, who to, gets, uh, who gets that to try and try and do that. Um, Twelve dollars. Okay, so that's a good out, deal. Hours of operation. Yep. When you're kind of because you said it's going to be here until what January the second. January second yeah. is the last yeah. day. So you're going through the holiday season. You got a lot of kids that are out of school this week. That's Obviously, right. a couple of weeks off at Christmas break. That's right. 
not just Oxford community, but surrounding areas, Absolutely. you'll have people come in, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's you know, what we do at Visit Oxford, um, try to bring people in, and um, we want you to come and do some Christmas shopping while you're here, um, and, you know, get a bite to eat, and um, visit our, you know, our, stay for our Christmas lights, stay overnight, would be even better, um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll take it, but yeah, we've got some really fun activities that are going to be going on here um, on Thursdays, we're going to have Santa, so, um, you know, you can check that schedule, it's, it's free to see Santa, we're going to have some art markets, um, we do double-deckers, so we're going to have kind of a double-decker preview um, one Saturday, so a lot of kind of different things going on, okay. so if mom and dad are kind of tired of just standing there watching skating, um, you might want to come on a day where there's a few other things to do, um, Cafecitos, which is always down at the city pavilion, they're, they're here and they're open um, for, for some warm, warm coffee and hot chocolate for the kids, so um, we're happy to have them this year. Um, so yeah, the best thing to do is um, check the Visit Oxford website or um, follow Holly Jolly Holidays Ox MS on like Instagram, Facebook, and that way you'll have all of the um, dates of what's going on and what's happening, but just our regular hours of operation, Monday through Friday, 3 to 8, and then on Saturdays we're open 11 to 8, and then Sundays 1 to 6. So right. every day except for Thanksgiving Day, um, Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day until January 2nd. All we're right. here. Every day. Yeah. Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Uh, Kenny didn't want to operate the cash register herself on no. those days to spend some time with family. That's right. That's um, right. Well, we've got um, some really great Do you want to see Hey Dadscape? Absolutely. I, I think you should too, Richard. Well, I, nobody asked My me. My Twitter I'll, tips are um, open. All you've got to do is $500. All right. As soon as this segment ends, we got to get me skating. I've got okay. like six minutes in between segments. We can do that. So we'll go fast. We just need your shoe size. Uh, 12. 12. Okay. Nadia's on it. I love it. Oh, we're going to have it ready. We're getting it ready. We're doing video. Are you going to video this idea? Yeah, where's Alex? We need, we, we need her help. <laughs> She's probably on the bus where it's... Uh, where Alex! It's uh, Visit Oxford is a great partner of ours. It certainly has been fun, and uh, this is a cool time of year, right? I mean, it and really it's, and is. It's maybe a little counterintuitive, right, because so much is geared toward when school is in session. Right. But Oxford's got a really unique feel when Ole Miss students go home for the holidays. Absolutely. And yet stuff still keeps happening. That's right. That's, that's so true. Um, you know, the other day, I had, um, I'm from Tupelo, and I had a, a, a friend, a, one of my parents' friends, call, and she was bringing a whole group of people over just to see the Christmas lights and stay the night and eat, you know, and um, I was like, that's that's perfect. That's what we're doing here. So, um, you know, I think that we go visit other places, and we love for our um, neighbors to come visit us as well. Um, and I do want to thank, too, we had some sponsors for Holly Jolly Holidays this year. Nicholas Ayers, our presenting sponsor. Um, so we're really thankful to have them come on um, to kind of fill that. And then um, a few others. We had walk-ons and Oxford Floral. And um, we also had Specialty Orthopedic. We love that they are sponsoring something that they could gain patience <laughs> so for. This, this may be a really um, good deal for them when it's all said that's, and done. That's right. That's right. And then Graduate Oxford and Northeast Spark. So that's all of our sponsors and we're really thankful to have them. Kenny, thanks so much for having us. Great to be here. All right, thanks. Happy to have you all. Kenny Ferris from Visit Oxford. You can come ice skate just like I'm about to do <laughs> until 8 o'clock tonight and That's every right. day between now and January 2nd, other than Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day. Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm going to skate. Nadia Coma. Oh, wait, wrong sport. <laughs> More Jimmy McElroy Chaz Michael Michaels. The Egg Bowl. Ole Miss. Mississippi State, the battle for the golden egg.
Do you think this one won't go down in the books as one of the classics of the old Mississippi State Series? It really has to. No matter how it comes out, no matter who wins it, this has been one whale of a football game. A rivalry steeped in history. One of the longest uninterrupted series in the country. And it's what the entire state talks about every fall. Waiting for the snap. There it is. It is placed down. There's the kick. It turns. It turns. It is no good. And that ball was held up by the wind. Blew it completely to the left of the kicker in the goal post. He was plenty high and plenty long. This is unbelievable. And because it is unbelievable, we love it. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Thank you for being with us on this Monday afternoon of Egg Bowl week. Visit Oxford has this broadcasting today live from Holly Jolly Holidays. Ice skating happening behind us. Brian Haydad has never been more disappointed than he was five minutes ago that he didn't get to see me fall on the ice. I won't lie. You're telling the truth. You, you really, I, I really wanted you to. I wanted you to beef it out there. I did. And, yeah, and it just didn't happen. Uh, you know, they did cr- offer. There, there was a scenario that they were going to help you get on the ice. Then they have, they have. You know, if you go to the the, the roller skating rink, they have those walkers that you use. They got the dolphins out yeah. here. You just they were going to lawnmower. They were going to let. They were going to let you push me too. You, you were going to sit on the dolphin. <laughs> I was going to push you around the ice. And I don't know if you've got enough leg strength for that. You have a drive. It's a reasonable point. Hey, we're going to jump right into the college football fix today. Spend uh, a little bit of time with a couple of guys that have known each other for a long time. One went to school at Ole Miss, and the other wishes that he did. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, we remind you, though, first, though, that the college football fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. You can test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. All guests on the show appear on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau. To my left is John Darnell, and to his left is Bo Russell, and uh, two guys that have known each other for a long time. Played against each other in high school, and then both from northeast Mississippi made their way on to Ole Miss, in John Darnell's case, and Mississippi State in Bo Russell's uh, uh, case. And let me just tell you, Bo loved Mississippi State so much then he sent his daughter to Ole Miss, and he now lives in Oxford. So, I mean, you know, it must have been a great experience. Guys, what's up? Thanks for having us. Thanks for sabotaging me. Uh, you're good. <laughs> I mean, Bo is respecting this guy. You know, hey, Dad, I do have the one thing that a lot of Ole Miss football fans don't have. What's that? A degree from the University of Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> oh. How about that? Another good one. Uh, You've been waiting on that all day. Yeah, yeah, set me up, didn't you? He was practicing that joke in the mirror. Yeah, he was. He's like, I got it. I got it. I guarantee you was. Um, Uh, Bo's been sending me pictures for the last few days as well. You sent me one of them. Most of them were not terribly flattering to, to your friend John Darnell. Well, no, John. I got some, too. I just didn't send them. You know, I'm going to have to save those for another time. Did did you wear your jersey, John? I can't remember. Did you fold your jersey underneath your pads so everybody could see your your six-pack? Good reason for that. But um, I, I did. I, I, think I did John, notice. I think John's six pack was on a Friday night before the game. If I, I had, oh no! I can remember coming up to the line of scrimmage thinking, "Why has Bo got his jersey rolled up and tied in a knot like that?" But yeah, that's, that's the way he did it. So, but he had more muscles and everything. He was more of an athlete, you know. All right. right. I, I was a zero star. This guy was a four star athlete. Four star athlete. Yes. 
Let's uh, let's go back to the beginning. Corinth High School for you, John. Uh, yeah. Itawamba for uh, for you, Bo, and and you guys played against each other going way back, right? Oh yeah, eighth grade, I think. Yeah, and uh, started playing Fulton, and I guess we're in the same district. Yeah, and um, you know played them in high school. Had some had some good games. One game I think we won pretty bad, but they beat us my senior year over there in Fulton. Around yeah, in, the, well, in that brick broken wall. finger. Yeah, we uh. I learned something. I'd seen somebody call a halfback pass on the goal line. Did we go in overtime? Yeah. Was it, we were in overtime. First and I'd overtime. seen somebody run a halfback pass on the goal line on college football, and I made the suggestion to our coach. said, why don't we run a halfback pass? We had a backup quarterback was a tailback. Well, we ran it and got intercepted. I don't know who. Did you intercept it? I think so. Oh, gosh. Yeah. See, here we go. There you go. So we got intercepted in <laughs> zone ball game. They beat us, but that's the one thing I do remember about that game. Bad call, bad idea. I, yeah. I'm just impressed that as a high school senior, you were able to convince your your yeah, coach to well, run a play that you guys I, roll out in overtime. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I don't think we, I ever had that kind of stroke with my coach. Now, granted, <laughs> I was a lineman, but they don't want to listen to us. But <laughs> still, situation might have been a little different. Yeah, he shouldn't have listened to me. That's for sure. Well, like I said, John was was a superstar recruit in the area. Other than Wesley Walls, Wesley mm. was a five star. Everybody wanted him, and. Uh, yeah, kind of where we really got to know each other is we all went to the All-Star game and played an All-Star game together. Okay. That's when they had the North versus the South. Yep. And we were on the North, and, and we had some really good players. Um, uh, besides besides Bo, we had Wesley Walls, Tony Bennett, Pat Coleman, Jesse Anderson that went to Mississippi yeah. State. Played yeah. t- they all played in the NFL for years. Yeah. And um, Jesse in the uh, Thunder and Lightning. What? Uh, well, uh, I got a question for you. Yeah. Thunder and Lightning, is that Sean Sykes or Robert Smith? No. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. I'm positive it's not them. Because that Thunder and Lightning ran all over me and <laughs> stomped me in high school. <laughs> and John. Yeah, he's talking about the you talking about the guys from Louisville, right? No, I'm talking about uh, oh, Robert, uh, that, Sean yeah, Robert Sykes Smith, Sean Robert Sykes. Smith. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah they, they killed us. Um, but we had two guys from Louisville. They played with you at Mississippi State. Yeah, we had nine Taylor, people. Taylor and uh, Jeremiah Sankster. Nine guys that went to Mississippi State off that North team, and we had like five or six yeah. off the North. So it did went y'all win this All Star game? We lost. We lost. Who was on the South we lost. team? And, uh, we lost because Wesley Walls couldn't kick a forty-nine yard field that's goal. That's right. Wasn't it? Yeah. Well, and, um, <laughs> luckily he didn't have to do that in the pros to make any money. <laughs> well, he came close. He, he thought he made it. He kept jumping up and yeah, down. Yeah, he threw, he threw his helmet, and all the pads came out of his helmet. <laughs> Well, the next year, this is a true story, the next year he got invited back to be, because he won the Sportsmanship Award. Right. He was just spiking he, his helmet. Yeah. I was like, what? That <laughs> is so rigged. That is so rigged. Uh, that's good. Anyway. All right, so, so he, he was dirtier than I was. So, so Wesley started out in college on the defensive side before he made the move over to tight end, right? That's, that's right. right. Yeah, and then he um, senior year moved to tight end. I heard him tell that story the other day at the Alabama game. Two guys he introduced me to about how we were throwing the football before practice one day. And Coach Red Parker said, have you ever played tight end? He said, well, actually, I played in the high school all-star game with John. And, um, you know. And, they, and Red Parker didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different time, man. Yeah. Nobody had film and all that. That's right. Nobody was scouting. Did, did anyway. Red, Red Parker have you run into the option? 
Yeah, well, you know he had me running obstacles because you were over there trying to kill me. <laughs> but, hey, um, I knew we had him when uh, John's running Oxford. You know, my, my introduction to Cole. So, so we moved to Oxford in November of 1988. And, and so it was really the 89. I was eight years old. It was the 89 season where I really kind of started watching. So the first Ole Miss jersey I had was a number four jersey. I, I've told him before that, and, and he's laughed at me. But my introduction to college football was a Red Parker offense, <laughs> which it's amazing that I'm here today and love the game. Well, yeah, Wait, I mean, no, I, no disrespect intended, right. but you I mean, know, we talk about all the time. You might have seen a Rocky Felker offense. You oh, might have really I, I saw one of those too. Yeah, <laughs> I saw enough of that to go around. Uh, We've had, on the don't hate on me, coach. Coach. No, no. Goodness gracious! <laughs> all right, 87, 88, 89. Those were the three Egg Bowls that, that the two of you played against each other in, right? Yeah, That's yeah. Both probably played in '86. You I play. played special teams in 86. Yeah, I didn't get to play in that game. But um, yeah, we, we've had plenty of time to talk about this over the years. Our, our daughters played soccer together growing up, and Bo always made me coach the, the little girls in soccer, and then he would yell at me from the from the sideline. But um, anyway. Along, along but, with everybody else. Yeah, we, we had a lot of time to talk about all these games and how times have changed with football, and we just have a, have a good time with it. But, um, yeah, we had some good games. We were talking on the way over here. I walked down with him, and uh, we are talking about, you, what do you remember? And the weather was one of the things that yeah. for two years, yeah. it rained. Now, all yeah. three games that you guys played were in Jackson. Yes. 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 It, it was two years later, 91, when it moved back to campus. Right. Yeah, yes. we never when I was played in law school, it was back on yeah, campus. Yeah, we never played on campus. That 88 uh, game, I mean, there are tornado sirens going off. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I, I was there. In yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. My, my dad was one of those, no, we're not leaving types. <laughs> so I suffered with you to the last snap of that game, I They promise. spotted the ball several times, and it would float off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it kid you not. Oh, it's, he's, not telling, he's not lying. It was yeah. But, but, but I, I usually played good in the rain because I would be just as fast as everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were talking about. The game changed, and it obviously changed a lot of offense. But yeah. back in your day, a uh, receiver came over the middle. It was just that's open season. Oh, yeah, on that you, guy. Be, you better defend yourself. And, oh. and now, now, I mean, that's going to be a fifteen-yard penalty nine yeah. times out of ten. Yeah. I went back and watched the LSU game from '88, and I would have been ejected <laughs> at least fifteen times <laughs> that I could see on, on the film. I mean, yeah. you would take headshots. Yeah, you know, and uh, you'd be called out if you didn't targeting. Uh, yeah, and but also, so so it's I, pro- I it's probably also- had uh, I probably had at least ten concussions myself. I remember yes. playing in the Auburn game one time as a, a redshirt freshman, looking up. I don't know why I looked up, but I looked up and the last thing, the first thing I heard was the whole stands going ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a I good get, no. I get up and I'm running to the sidelines at the 50 yard line and I make it to the state sidelines on the 30. Oh, so that's how far I was going off. Didn't miss a play because you you got back in and yeah. if you uh you're you right. a play, you missed a play, you know they put somebody else in. Hold on boys, we'll be right back. Sports Talk Mississippi more right after this. This week, are you more excited for the turkey or the egg? Getting you ready for the Egg Bowl. Sports Talk Mississippi. Now, here's more on the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on Super Talk Mississippi. I mean, egg- 
legs go with everything else. Is there any reason they couldn't? I'm pretty excited for the turkey. Go with turkey. Yeah, I am too. I think since you're cooking it, the uh, it's going into the brine tonight. All right. Yeah. Okay. 24 hours of brine. Gonna let it sit for what 24 or so hours. Okay. I don't brine. I'm not a briner. Yeah, this is the first time I have like that. Okay. But I've got. I think I got a good brine mix. Hey, that's coming to my house for Thanksgiving. That's right. Uh, I've heard. I've heard. I, you know, I've been to a lot of Thanksgiving tailgates and stuff on this game for this game, but I don't think I've ever been to one where I was the only bulldog. You're not. Oh, there's more. Half of my family went to Mississippi State. Well, was the good half? There you go. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Come live in Oxford. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tell me about the house you bought in Starkville. Well, no. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Bo. I'm in an yeah, Oxford. Yeah. Mississippi. <laughs> oh. We got plenty of space in my neighborhood. He said he wanted to do this. He said he wanted to do this. That's what he thought you were going to be professional. That was his mistake. When the uh, wife says you're moving, you move. Yeah, that's true. I understand that. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Conversely, when the wife says you're not moving, then you're done moving also. Stay. Uh, All right. Egg Bowl memories. You you were telling me a second ago, you kind of have trouble remembering. So the weather stood out. Does anything else stand out? I remember one thing distinctly that really has nothing to do with football. But basically, we were, you know, back then you could tackle people out of bounds. Yeah. Way out of bounds. Yeah. Over into the, the cheerleaders. Yeah. yeah, into the cheerleaders and try to take a cheap shot on one of the male cheerleaders. You know, that's always one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, I laid somebody out at Auburn one time. They had him over here and he had his nose up. But. <laughs> There's these three little. Say that before. Oh, man, Matt, football players love to do, even quarterbacks love to cheat shot a male cheerleader. Yeah. But uh, any event, we're on the sidelines, and I see these three kids, and I mean they are they are dressed up. They you could tell they're rich kids, and had nice clothes on. They had three Ole Miss jerseys on. So I'm running back to the huddle, and I kind of see them, and I was a ball boy growing up, and I always like to engage with ball boys, so I see them and kind of brush up on them, and I kind of, you know, what the hell are you looking at? <laughs> and uh, the little one got scared, and he kind of ran behind, and when he did, I grabbed his towel. He had, you know, he had the towel to wipe off the balls. I grabbed his towel, and I, like, rubbed up my face and my hands, threw it out on the field. I said, get that, and I ran out on the field. And the whole game, I'm kind of messing with them a little bit. And this is a game we're winning. When you win, you know, you can yeah. kind of engage in people. When you're losing, you're just watching the clock and praying for a win. See these kids after the game. They come walking by John. I go, John, there you go. who are these? Who are the, whose kids are those? He goes, oh, those are Archie's kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, well, that's the most unathletic. Well, the older one looked a little athletic. I said, that is the most unathletic kids I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't know what John said. I'm not going to talk bad about him, but <laughs> to so this you, day, you bullied Eli Manning. I, I, they thought that I was the Darth Vader in Maroon. They looked at me, <laughs> and I don't know if they remember that. I wish somebody would ask them. Now we, but, we talked about you getting Eli on this week. But, You've got but to make that happen. I, I would love to know if they remember me from that but i thought my god how how unathletic they are but i did had no john's not saying anything but i did not know i'm just trying to get the right i did not know they had golden arms what's that four super bowl championships out of those guys yeah Yeah. how how did it work out for them oh very well (laughs) they're doing all right they're doing all right (laughs) 
<laughs> and heck, Cooper's probably the richest one. He's oh, been managing yeah. all that money down there. Was well, you know he's the, he was the most athletic looking of the three of them. They're probably about five years old, <laughs> ten years old. He's like saying the 12. guy who didn't play is the most athletic. One. Well, he looked that way. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> any game memories that stand out? Story. I mean, we got plowing cheerleaders on the sideline, male cheerleaders. Uh, I never tried. Got, I never. Got I tried any to make this. Eli Manning cry. Uh, uh, I remember tackling John about the fifth because they were run the option. He was my responsibility. That uh, was a tough day. Yeah, for you. Oh, you know, I, I practiced for years against Don Smith and Orlando Lundy. I get John, and I'm thinking, I got this. <laughs> I knew we were going to win that egg bowl probably about the first quarter, uh, but. Um, I remember tackling John probably about towards middle of the game or something. I remember John goes, are we still friends? <laughs> and I go, I think we are. <laughs> Helping him up. I wasn't a big talker in the games, though. No. No, just no. the ball boys. Yeah. Well, people I could, you know, <laughs> weren't going to retaliate That's against right. them. <laughs> we find the defenseless, and I'll go after them. Yeah. That's uh, it. All right, Darnell, what about you? Me- memories that stand out from your three Egg Bowls. You know, the the one we talked about this last year with Hey Dad losing that 87 game was a, was a bad memory. I do remember that. That was a bad day for me, a bad day for us as a team. But I guess the 88 and 89 games we won. The 89 stands out because it's my last one. And I, I, I don't know if we were losing at halftime. It was close. We weren't playing very well. And I can just remember sitting in at halftime thinking, I've got to get it together here. And we had a really good second half and ended up winning. And uh, that win put us in the Liberty Bowl. So that was a big day, big day for us, you know, to win against Mississippi State and go on and play in a bowl game. But, um, you know, they're all special because you grew up here in Mississippi. And probably three-fourths of our team was from Mississippi, probably like yeah. probably like y'all. And, and so it just meant a lot, you know, because we played against them, known them forever, called each other during the season and, you know, pulled for them. We weren't, weren't playing them. And, Did you? Know, you? Well, of course, you know they're our friends, so you want them to you want them to do well when they're playing Auburn or Alabama or somebody like that. But because um, they're you know they're your friends, I mean if that if that is that how yeah, that goes. But um, anyway, so it, it was always big playing Mississippi State. Coach Brewer really took it personal because um, you know that was a big week for him. That week and LSU were always important to him put an emphasis on those two games and uh, probably coach Felker did the same thing yep. because he played in Mississippi State so we you know we're playing for two guys that played for the school they were coaching so it meant a lot it was a big game and and uh, just fortunate that we we won more than we lost and and um, you know it was a uh, I'm, I'm kind of like Brown I heard him say earlier he hated this week but it's also his favorite week kind of yeah. for me I you know you want to you want to you look forward to it, but you just like man, you want it to be over with. Yeah, you just time. like let's just win this thing and and, and get to the next week. All so. right, so uh, this may be more of a fan question than a, a former player question, but when you go back to playing it, for a lot of fans, this game ends, and if you win, it's not like celebration; it's kind of relief. I, I think that's a word that Haydad used earlier. Whereas if you lose, you just feel miserable. What about when you're a player? When, when you win this game, was it a sense of relief that you won the game, or was it you know, excitement and jubilation and joy and all of that stuff. Um, I can say for '87, we're just glad the season was over. And uh, <laughs> most most everybody, well, we don't have to practice on Monday. Yeah. That's what we're thinking. Um, you know, we lost and it was a terrible year. And let's just move on to the next year. So that was, you know, we we flushed it pretty quick. 
you know, when you win, I don't know, I don't remember celebrating for a week or anything like that. You were just glad you won and moving on to the next one. Yeah. I remember uh, us winning in 87, and that was the first year. We hadn't won since 82. Mm -hmm. So nobody on our team had ever beaten Ole Miss, even Red Shirt. Seniors had never beaten Ole Miss in and, '87. And '82 was John Bond's last year. Or that was his junior year. year. Yeah. That was it. They okay. should have won in '83. That was yeah, the, we were talking about that earlier. Kick. Yeah. Uh, but that group of '83 was going to be uh, Don Smith, uh, 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 and that group of guys never beat them. Yeah. And uh, I feel bad. I felt bad for those guys, but we won. And if you go back and look. I think you have to go back into the 50s to find a, t a Mississippi State team that did not at least beat Ole Miss or tie them. They had a lot of ties back in the Yeah, Vaught, in the Vaught 60s. had an 18-year 18, 18 unbeaten streak. Yeah. So that, Which, can you imagine that now on either side? Yeah. I mean, it would be mass suicide. Well, I mean, hey, hey that's saying if, if Leach doesn't win this year and it's three in a row, I mean, next year it's just it, it's, it's, it's simple. You either win it or you're gone. He's gone. Yeah. You know, and our great uh, athletic director that we did have, you know, fired the guy that beat Ole Miss two years in a row and hired a guy that's lost him two years in a row. So, uh, Well, you, you need to apply for this job. I think you got the right vision. Oh, you know. I think you got the vision I, I, for it. You know, got a baseball coach trying to hire a football coach. Hmm. So. Good luck can, at Auburn. Can, can he live in Oxford to be the AD of Mississippi State? <laughs> I think we, we, we can get his work Zoom around. Zoom makes it work. Yeah. Yeah. We can make it happen. Yeah. I'll tell I you what. I need to be better friends is what yeah. I've learned well, from this interview. You need to get me and Johnny Guccio mm -hmm. on, on that uh, your, on, on your live. Yeah, yeah. Thunder and Lightning. <laughs> we need to make this happen. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're going to make it happen soon. Yeah. We'll get Johnny on. Because we'll get, we'll get, get some uh, high school memory because he'll talk about my cousins too. Oh. So. And, and get uh, Brian Hudson, the first American yeah. gladiator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two guys. Did you play together. with David Fair? I did. He was a year behind me. What, what might have been? What, a, what, what might yeah. have been? Yeah, yeah. All right, we got thirty seconds of the break. Um, what do you guys expect to see Thursday night? Man, after watching <laughs> after watching that one uh, Saturday night in Fayetteville, I don't know what to expect. Hopefully, Ole Miss play a little better on defense and. Score more points when they get in the red zone, hopefully. But um, I think it'll be a very good game. I mean, it's obviously Las Vegas thinks it's going to be very close, and, and I do too. I mean, I think it's just going to be one of those back and forth, and you know who turns the ball over and has the most penalties, which that's a, that's been a both. You know, I think you're going to yeah, hear me yeah. yelling uh, from over there. Um, run the damn ball. <laughs> <laughs> But they, but they won't do yeah, it. That's what I'm afraid of. And uh, we'll see. Should good be stuff. Fun, Guys, be thanks game. so much. John You're Darnell, Bo Russell, stuff. Sports Talk yeah. Mississippi. More coming up with you. Nick Fitzgerald joins us next. The best. The best. Sports Talk in the state. It's the best thing. Say that again. We the best on three. One, two, three. We the best. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Thank you for being with us on this Monday afternoon, Monday afternoon of Egg Bowl week. Thanks again to uh, John Darnell and Bo Russell for spending some time with us. I think Haydad enjoyed that, Borky. Yeah, that just was a, a little top bit. Top five interview. Top yeah. five we've ever had. Yeah, a lot, lot of fun with those two guys who uh, played in the 1987, 88, and 89 Egg Bowls. 
What about 2016, 2017, and 2018? The guy that played quarterback for Mississippi State and played it quite well. Nick Fitzgerald joins us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Nick, thanks so much for spending some time with us uh, this afternoon, and happy Thanksgiving to you a little bit early. Uh, yeah, happy early Thanksgiving to you as well. Appreciate you guys having me on. Let's start, and then we'll see where the conversation goes from here, with uh, Egg Bowl memory that stands out in a positive way the most to you from, from your time, whether it was in Oxford or in Starkville. Um, I think the most just memorable one for me is the, the last touchdown of the 2016 Egg Bowl. Um, you know, just for just like the icing on the cake for myself. Um just running, beating them to the corner, diving for the for the end zone and getting in, and uh, you know just kind of getting to throw the throw the fin down on the ground, stomp it out. Um, just just something I'm never going to forget, in my opinion. Best one was Nick. Was that one of those games where it felt like it didn't matter how many times you ran that read option, it was going to be open, and you were going just big play every time the ball was in your hand. Yeah, it just it seemed like it just kept they just kept giving it to me. Um, you know, I didn't try to force anything. It just just took what they gave me, and um, you know, just ended up working out most of the time. I had some great blocking, obviously, um, some of the best in the country, and I just kind of had the easy job of running behind them most of the time. You know, what's funny about that game, Nick, when you look back, in the first half, I was going to be in there, I thought, man, Eris Williams is about to break the the games, the seasonal single-game rushing record because he had a monster first half, but the second half was all you. Was that what you were seeing there where they were they started to key on Eris Williams and that left you with some wide-open holes? Yeah, I mean, he was absolutely murdering it first half. Um, I mean, he still had some great runs in the second half as well. But, <clears throat> but yeah, we caught a lot of you know design leads and then, I just, you know, made the reads and, and, and took what the defense gave me <clears throat> and uh, ended up being being successful for us, you know, <laughs> for sure. 2018, obviously you come back up here, you know, a year after, after losing the Egg Bowl. And, I mean, just a dominant game. Obviously, most fans are going to remember that game because of the fight that happened. We'll get to that in just a minute, obviously. But, you know, what, what do you remember about that 2018 game? Obviously, your first one with Joe Moorhead as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I remember, it, you know, just whatever it may be, Ole Miss always has great offense, but just just not great defense. Um, and that was just kind of ended up what it what it ended up being again. I mean, our, our defense in 2018 was just absolutely monstrous. Um, it was really tough to score on them, and you, and you saw that all season, especially in the Egg Bowl. Um, and again, the defense just not great. You know, we we just took what they gave us. Um, and, you know, went from there. Nick, I'm curious, because I did this. I was going back and looking at your career numbers, and I kind of did a double take, honestly. I mean, Haydad was at basically every game you played in. You played in them. I watched them from afar, but I look back and I'm like, okay, over 6,000 yards passing, over 3,500 yards rushing, and 101 touchdowns. Now that you're removed from it a little bit, do you ever think back and you're like, you know, I, I did that. Uh, you know, I uh, more more than anything, as I get further and fur, further removed from it, it the ego kind of has gone down more and more. Um, <laughs> you know, I, obviously, while while I was doing it, um, 
you know, yeah, the, the ego was there. I was like, yeah, I'm absolutely doing this thing. Um, and a little while afterwards, for sure. But, you know, then you, you get into the real world and you realize no one really cares. <laughs> and uh, now it's just something that you yourself can, can hold on to. But, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I had an absolutely uh, an amazing time at Mississippi State. I had so much fun, um, a, a really great career. I wish, you know, wish some things could have gone better, but um, all in all, man, I, I, I truly enjoyed it. You know, I truly had a blast and, you know, did some things that I don't think anyone thought was going to happen. We were talking earlier with David Kellum, you know, as the play-by-play announcer for Ole Miss, and I said, is it weird for you to watch Ole Miss and State now? Because Ole Miss has become this running football team and Mississippi State is this passing football team. You played quarterback, but you're, you know, the all-time leading rushing quarterback in SEC history. Is it weird for you to watch Mississippi State throw the ball 50 times a game now? Yeah, it is It is definitely strange. Um, you know, something in me is still, like, you know, that, like, wants to just see them run the ball. Um yeah, honestly, I think it would help the offense out a lot more if we ran the ball, but we're not going to get into that right now. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it is definitely funny. strange to see us running the air raid. I, I was just going to say, it's funny. We, we just finished up a minute ago with John Darnell, who played quarterback at Ole Miss in the late 80s, and, and Bo Russell, who was a defensive back at Mississippi State. They're, they grew up together, friends, have remained friends. And the last thing that Bo told us, was he's like, hey, the the one thing you're going to be hearing from me on Thursday night is that guy standing off on the side yelling, run the dang ball. So I, I think there are a lot of guys that feel that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but hey, you know, we're, we're not coaches. I'm not getting paid the big bucks. So, you know, what do I know? Nick, you obviously came to Mississippi State from Georgia. And, and coming from there, and, and you know, what was your familiarity with the Egg Bowl rivalry coming in? And then when you got to Mississippi State in that locker room, who were the the, the Mississippi players who who sort of showed you what this rivalry meant to Mississippi State? So um, honestly, I had I had no idea about it um, really until my official visit. My official visit was the 2013 Egg Bowl. Uh, Bo Wallace fumbling into the end zone, um, and that's winning in overtime and. That was kind of really my first, my first ever experience, or really any time watching the game, seeing the rivalry. Um, and from that moment on, like I, I, it was just kind of one of those things. Like once you see it once, you don't really need anyone to explain it. Um, you know, it it's just one of the nastiest rivalries. It has to be one of, if not the nastiest rivalry in college football. Um, and if if um, Ole Miss and Mississippi State were, you know, like 10-win teams every year, it would probably be one of the biggest robberies in the country because everyone would just see how how nasty it is. So, so Nick, you played in that era where it was chippy, right, constantly, and it felt like after every single play there was a little extracurricular pushing, shoving, talking, all of that stuff. Having watched it the last two years with Mike Leach coaching Mississippi State and Lane Kiffin coaching Ole Miss, where it's kind of like you were just describing, where they just go out and play football, would you rather play in it in games that were like the games you played in or like these guys are playing now where it's like, yeah, it's still intense, it's still a rivalry, but they're just playing ball? Uh, I mean, you know, there's there's pros and cons to everything. You know, you, you never want to be playing. You, you, you want to you have emotion, but you don't want to, you know, like be playing emotional. Um, but, you know, for rivalries, I, you know, I want to see that chippiness. You know, I want to see that. That true, you know, dislike, that true hate that you want in a rivalry. You know, I want to see that come out in the game. 
Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't, I don't want to see team fights, you know, um, and, you know, just a bunch of personal fouls. And it, it just, it, there's a fine line that I think that it, it should be, should be kept to, but I just think that it's just a little bit, I think it's a little bit dumbed down for, for my liking. You speaking of chippiness, though, we, 2018. Obviously, there's the fight. You were called for a personal foul because both teams, everybody was called for for a personal foul. <laughs> yeah, the, during the, that yeah. Ball. I was standing on the sidelines. I didn't deserve yeah, that. I was to say, all. give us your viewpoint of everything that happened there. When did you realize there was a fight going on? Um, it took me like a second, but really, the second they they locked up, you kind of knew it had been kind of crazy all game, and they locked up the ball, and then. I don't remember exactly what happened to start it, but the second, like, you kind of saw that first move and everyone just started running, I knew it was going to turn into a big thing. And so I just kind of stood there on the sidelines and watched the craziness happen. And uh, all, all I think is that Matt Corral needs to send Braxton Hoyette, like, a, a gift <laughs> basket every single year um, for saving his life because he, he, it would have been bad. It would have been bad if he hadn't grabbed him. Yeah. That's uh. Do, do do you ever think back and go? I can't believe I stood there and didn't go get involved. Like it, even in that moment, did, did you have the urge to go onto the field and, and be part of it, or you just I'm, I'm the quarterback. I, I can't do that. I mean, a, a little bit of me, but I mean at the same time, I mean I I was just I'm trying to win a football game, and I don't want to go get beat up in a shuffle in a scuffle. You know, I don't want to break my hand, anything like that. You know, I just uh, I just want to be there to. Uh, just to finish out the game, so I just I just kind of stood there and watched. Nick, we are out of time. Really, really appreciate you spending some time with us this afternoon, reliving some of those mem- memories. Hope all things are uh, are going well for you, and uh, hope we can catch up again soon. Appreciate you guys having me on. Have a good one. Former Mississippi State quarterback Nick Fitzgerald went 2-1 and one in three games as a starter, winning in 2016 and 2018. Of course, it was the 2017 game that, uh, that Mississippi State lost in that three-year window. Appreciate Nick joining us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We'll be back to wrap it up from Holly Jolly Holidays in Oxford after this. Sports Talk Mississippi to the junction in the grove and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. One last time with you on this Monday. It's Monday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi. It's the start of Holly Jolly Holidays. Ice rink in Oxford. Brought to you by Visit Oxford, and uh, they have been going nonstop since 3 o'clock. The ice rink hours of operation, 3 p.m. until 8 p.m., Monday through Friday, 3 noon until 8 on Saturday, and noon until 6, 3 until 6 on Sunday. 2 until 6. What? One until six. One until six on Sunday. But I mean, you only had one it. more chance yeah, to get there. Well, well anyway. Uh, but that's all the way through January 2nd. They'll be closed on Thanksgiving Day, New Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day. That's it. Otherwise, you can uh, take part of the ice skating. Mark Hilsey joins us right now. 
He is a business owner in Oxford and is on the Oxford Board of Aldermen and is, uh, has represented the Square Alliance for a long time. Good to see you as always, my friend. Thank you. Good to be here. So busy week, weekend season, hopefully, uh, on the horizon for, uh, for the Square and for all the Oxford businesses. Uh, you've been on the Oxford Square for a long time, so tell us about what's coming up this week. It's our traditional Friday after Thanksgiving Square Alliance celebration. So Santa will be here from uh, noon to about 4.45 on the courthouse lawn, and okay. then, then he'll be around the square until the, the tree lighting at, at 6 p.m. So we're doing the, uh, the lighting of the holly trees uh, at City Hall Steps, uh, live music by Mac Peters and Megan McDonald at, from 3 to 4, and then the Oxford Civic Chorus from 5 to 6 p.m. Perfect. So, so just and then just a lot of other activities going on at individual shops and restaurants for the Black Friday special. So check with your favorite stores and restaurants to see what specials are running that day. Lots of sales, lots of stuff happening in and around the square, and that's a that's a fun day, right? With uh, everybody's in a festive mood. I mean, I, I guess the outcome of football game probably helps be in a festive move or not, but it's kind of a day that everybody's got marked on the calendar as a, a shopping day and a get out. A lot of people are off work and it, it just makes for a fun day. It does. The, the square is just electric in the afternoon. Everybody does their, their box store Black Friday first thing and then they come to the square in the afternoons and see Santa and enjoy everything that the square has to offer and the and the lights on the square are so beautiful again this year and it's just amazing each year they get better and better and it's just outstanding this year really good uh, good stuff what, what about ice skating you an ice skating guy been a lot of years yeah probably not a good idea I got a couple little laps here a second ago. I was going to ask you how that went. I heard you were going to head that way. So. Yeah, it was. Haydad was extremely disappointed that I didn't fall. All right, I wanted him to. But I mean, I kind of, I, I probably ice skate once or twice a year. Okay, not like. I didn't know you were a pro. Or I didn't know you well, I'm not a pro at all, but I mean, kids love it, and so if we go somewhere and there's an ice rink, we'll okay. usually get okay. in for a little while. Um, it's just a great festive atmosphere. It's. A, it's, it's just it's beautiful. Fun time of the year. So in terms of the city, uh, one of the things that we talked about with Kenny and earlier today with Pam is the relationship between the city, Visit Oxford, which obviously falls under the city, but then the Chamber of Commerce as well and the way that the three groups work together. It is. It, it's a great relationship, all supporting each other. Just it, it works out very well for the whole community bring people in to shop, enjoy our wonderful community for locals and visitors. So yeah. it's just a great relationship between them all. Mark Hilsey from uh, the Square Alliance. So one last time on Friday, that's the, the big day. Uh, mm -hmm. Get started. Santa Claus Santa on the Claus, courthouse lawn, courthouse at, lawn noon. at noon until till 445. And okay. then he'll be around the square until the tree lighting at at six o'clock. And then we'll have some live music at, at different times during the day on the on the City Hall steps. So sounds like come, a, come and enjoy it. Sounds like a great way to spend the Friday after Thanksgiving. Always good to see you, Mark. Thanks for stopping thank by. Thanks for having me. And thank you for being with us this afternoon as well on Sports Talk Mississippi. I'd say a good kickoff to Egg Bowl week. Yes, good start of the week. A lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. All right, what do we got coming up tomorrow? That's scheduled. All right, I've so still got some work to do. You got work to do. It's okay, which is fine. All right, we, but we do have two of the, the voices of the Bulldogs, Jim Ellis, yep. voice of the Diamond Dogs now, but former voice of the Bulldogs, and Neil Price, the current voice of the Bulldogs, will join us. So we're getting all the play-by-play -play guys we can uh, here because they have the best stories to tell. They've yeah. seen the most. That'll be good. Did you, uh, did you see who the announce crew is? For this one? Yeah. I did not. It's Matt Berry and Lewis Riddick. Lewis Riddick's very good. He very is. good. So 
He is. No, 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 no word if they'll they'll sit under a blanket and eat popcorn. Whew. No word. <laughs> or feed a pig. I, I enjoyed the broadcast. If they're Did if, you? if Tom and Jordan and Colt, another knob, but if they are, I enjoyed it. I. Th- I think th- I've said it before. I think that the Manning cast, what Barstool did a couple weeks ago with Mississippi State basketball, that's the future. The, uh, people want to see things that they're, they're tired of. Those I don't things. think it is. If you think it's the same old guys in the suit and tie sitting mm-hmm. there, I, I, I think there will be alternate. To your point, mm-hmm. I think there are going to be other yeah, ways I don't think to ever view take it. over. But there's going to be alternate viewing ways. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Keith Jackson calling a game from the sideline and feeding a pig? Oh, no, no, that's a big pig right there. Let me give him a corn cob. Yeah, I can't imagine it either. No, me either. Thanks for being with us. Feel a little more normal, guest-heavy all week long as we count you down to the 2022 Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night. For Michael Borky and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross, Pearl River Resort Studios. Thanks for being with us. Thanks to our friends at Genteel, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi, keeping us warm this afternoon. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.